Sanity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. The show that barely happens every week. <laughs> near a near technical disaster again, but... This time it was your fault, so it at least I can fault, uh, yeah. laugh a little bit. But we're always here. We're always here on time, except for when we aren't, like Sunday. But plenty to I talk I think it about. looks better. I think it, it looks better, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're testing out a new Zoom system for video communication. Hopefully it'll be better for Sunday in terms of sound and video. So hopefully things will go well, but that is part of uh, the issue. Anyway, um, plenty to talk about tonight. You following this Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett development today? What? <laughs> the last thing I heard from her, she was like, and then I hid, and then I thought it was all going to be over, and that was the last update I got from her. There's yeah. something else that's happening? Well, now? she's being ripped on Twitter under the uh, trend, what's well, trending now, Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett, because she the gave her story- assault thing? She gave her story about how she was scared for her life during the Capitol raid, and also she got raped or something like that. Don't that see was, how those things are connected, but okay. She says it's just like that, that the people who are denying the capital raid are just like the abusers who sexually assault people, and she is a victim of sexual assault. It's not even the sexual assault thing that people are going uh, are, are mocking her for, obviously. What they're mocking her for is it turns out that she was in one of the uh, Capitol office buildings, which is immediately across the street, and there was never any raid going on there, but those, de- those defending her are now saying, well, she, um, th- there was a bomb threat against that that building so that's why she was so scared it's fallen apart her story's fallen apart little by little i can't believe that she would uh exaggerate for her own political gain anyway we'll probably talk about, about that a little bit tonight uh if you are new to the show the rules of how to participate are listed in the description on youtube um and we will uh take callers in our randomized order as usual if you'd like to participate in the show but you can't do it live remember we take questions to answer in the last half hour of the show we had been accepting those questions at beauty and the beta at gmail.com obviously we're phasing away from that email address as we've changed the branding of the show but in the interest of simplifying everything because i think sometimes there's different places to send things and it's confusing for the audience and difficult for us to manage messages coming into 50 different places i set up a dedicated form on the website just for call-in show questions so in the next few weeks, that'll be the plan. You can still email the show for the show email for now, but over the next few weeks, I want to transition to mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. There's a form just for that on the website, and that'll help us stay organized as far as call-in show questions. Anyway, uh, I, without further ado, I suppose we'll hop right into it. Uh, we will take super chat breaks every half hour as well, of course. We've not changed the rules just yet, so any and all super chats will be uh, red and um, well, to the extent Susan allows, they will be read and uh, responded to. Okay, uh, Orwell's ghost is up first, but uh, oh, there we go. I was going to say I don't see him, but I do see him because I just I don't I never understand alphabetical order. You know, very difficult concept. Orwell's ghost, you there? 
Yeah. Hey guys. Wow. I was. I guess I'm. Am I the first one? You are. You are. Lucky you. Wow. Lucky I me. Guess. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, <laughs> I really. I'm a little. I'm a little bit unprepared. I didn't really. I didn't really have much to talk about. I've just been kind of enjoying. Man, I haven't gotten to. I, I haven't been able to see see your video yet um i think you i think did you just put it out today or a couple days ago i just posted one video this morning yeah okay yeah what what, what was that one on uh, i talked about jen Psaki. kind of a subtle thing but from the uh from the white house press secretary's podium she outright said that we support uh social media companies banning hate oh, speech Jesus. or cracking down That's on right. hate speech yeah yeah, yeah. The, well I'll, I'll tell you something i was talking to my buddy about this morning Something that really pissed me off that she did was I, I can handle the we'll circle back to it or just her general demeanor, mm -hmm. but she acted like a basic bitch when somebody asked her about the space force and she and she it was it was really kind of sneering and and you know cynical about it. she was like oh the space force yeah cool right the space force with all the spacey stuff right and I was like. <laughs> I was like, bitch, you know, there's a fucking like four star general who's in charge of it. They've got a budget like he sits on the joint chiefs of staff. Yeah. And you don't know. And you're like kind of treating it like it's some kind of science fiction novel or something. Yeah, it is. Like it that. is a branch of the military. There's like a few thousand members of the Space Force now, if I understand. Yeah. And I think most of them, most of them are, if I'm not mistaken, they're augments from hmm. i think the air force i think there are some in the navy there's some some navy folks and those are probably mostly aviation people or hmm. radar people and then I, I would say there's some army guys there's not there are not very i don't think there are any marines in it and it wouldn't really make sense unless you had like some staff planning style dudes. Maybe yeah, it's salt on Mars, man. You never know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On on the two lakes, like Dan Quayle said, there's <laughs> yeah. there's water, there's water on Mars. And yeah. if there's water, there's oxygen. And if that's true, we can breathe. Like but but mm. no, it's just it was just like her general attitude about it. And she's really been fucking up these these press conferences. Yeah. I mean, you would think, but she's not really getting a lot of criticism, is she? Well, oh, it, why well, well why would she? Yeah, I know. The one thing that actually apparently did piss off her friends in the press corps, it, it was reported by the Daily Beast this week that they were trying to pre-clear or maybe not, maybe clear is the wrong word. Oh, they yeah. were trying to yeah. get questions in advance. So Jen Psaki, could, they're so buddy buddy that Jen Psaki or the, the press secretary's office can email these press corps people and say, hey, what are you what are you planning on asking? What uh, what are you thinking about? What are you going to ask tomorrow? I'd like to know ahead of time so I can plan a really good response. Yeah, well, I, I, the other thing I've been having a field day with, not to change topics, I've just got like another minute, but the really funny thing has been just the drama storm of AOC, and oh, yeah. I almost died, and, and yeah. I, honestly, yeah. it's been honestly, it's been really refreshing to see Jack Posobiec just take a fucking hatchet to her entire story on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, she's she just keeps getting she just keeps getting shit on left, right, and center. Can by I get a TLDR on this? I don't know what I've been doing all day. She basically, she basically did this long Instagram post where she was talking about the trauma, and she came out, I guess, as basically a sexual assault victim, and said, "Any victims of trauma know, you know, the the the, the deal, the, the problems that I went through." And then she talked about being in some other new, you know, squad bitch's office while they were waiting across the street, and this woman said, "You know, we're in. I'm a mom. We're in here. We can." 
pack it in for a month. And she said, I hope I get to become a mom and uh, don't yeah. die today. Yeah, that's right. It's like, yeah, it's like if your pro if your prospects are Riley Williams or whatever the hell that dude's name is, you know, that that fucking fat copper cab soy boy that you're dating, I'd say you've got a better chance of being a father. He does look like copper cab, doesn't he? I God, forgot about her boyfriend guy. He's a massive pussy, but anyhow, I'll, I I don't have, I don't have much else. You you guys have a good night and uh, uh, have fun. Thank you, man. <laughs> have a good night. All right, take care. One of my favorite names in the server, Biggie Big Balls, is up next. But uh, Biggie, <laughs> I don't see you in the um, in the waiting room. So if you can hear me, hop in there, and I will circle back, Jen Saki, to pick you up. Kyle the Blind is up after that. We haven't heard from Kyle for a little while. That'll be nice. Kyle, what's up, man? Give him a second. And then another caller we haven't heard from a little uh, in a little while who I'm excited to hear from. One of my favorite voices out there, Admin Voss. You there? Hey, guys. It's been, oh, it's been a while for both Hi. of you guys. I'm excited to hear from both. So Kyle was first. Sorry to jump the gun on you, admin, but can I can I circle back no, to you? You're good. You're good. All right, just sit circle tight. Back, sit tight okay. for a second, and I'll come back to you. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> Kyle, man, what's uh, what's been going on? It's been a little bit. Good to hear from yeah. you. Yeah, I've been gone for a year, and you guys changed everything. You changed the name, everything. Has it really been a year since you last called? Yeah. Wow. Seriously. It was December 2019. So more than a year. Holy cow. Yeah, like a year and. Month and a half, I don't yeah, know, two months. Well, what's going on? Know. Uh, a lot. Things are very different now. Um, I met someone. Ooh. Eh. Yep. Um, she's wonderful. Well, I actually met her on Twitter. Funny enough, she actually <laughs> she's not from the states. She's actually Irish. And oh, nice. Uh, I did, did you lose? Him? I lost him. Yeah, I did. I, Oh, no, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah. I just, I got a call from my brother, but he can wait. You two are more important. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, I joke because she's uh, blonde hair and blue eyes. And oh. I, I always make jokes. I'm like, when I describe her to people, I'm like, she looks like she's out of, uh, straight out of Page of Hitler Youth. <laughs> Have you guys and, been uh, able to meet in person yet? Or is that like not no, a thing so, because of coronavirus? Because of COVID. Yeah, wow. it's, it's such bull crap. Like, yeah. cause we started dating uh, last June. Um, so <laughs> it, it's been basically, what, what does that mean? Tough, yeah. yeah. What does that mean in the virtual context? If you don't mind, you know, I don't mean to prod. So no, tell me to no, 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 tell me to uh, fuck off if that's too personal, but what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean in today's world? I mean, it's, I, we just spend all our time like talking to each other on the phone and like mm. messaging each other. Like, like the old days. Yeah, yeah, we we actually we actually care about the the emotional human connection. That's kind of sweet. Than, yeah, and it's you know it's gone really well. Like we've done very well. Like we've not like we've been dating for you know just about uh, it'll be eight months on Friday, um, and we have not had one single fight like whatsoever. Like we've had you know situations where we disagree and we've had conflict but we've never like had a fight where like we were angry with each other we've always you know worked it out and like, yeah. always, like just talked about it um to be fair it's easier not to fight if uh you're not <laughs> that's gonna be something else when you guys do meet though because you're gonna have wait wait so you've never met no because we, we we chose of all times to get together 
when everything shut down. That's 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 my that's my, that's my luck. I finally start dating someone. Can't see her. <laughs> Do you well, have any worry that her, her. that it might be weird or not what you expect when you meet in person? Not to be a wet blanket, but sometimes that's a concern. You know, sometimes. Yeah. What if she has like a really weird vagina or something, or like you don't like the way that her hair smells? Well, yeah. It's not going to look any different to me, to be fair. That's true. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm not too concerned, like because I'm you know I've always been one to care more about the emotional connection, and you know there there are things that you know obviously I, I can't share, but that you know we've experienced together that like I, I honestly that I can't imagine anything would make it like not worth it. Mm. Like you know we've seen the truest and it, it, it sounds weird that that could be possible over the phone but we've seen like the truest and what we would say for ourselves like our ugliest sides and sure you know we've not flinched whatsoever like seeing I, them in each other i've found when i meet people from the internet in person in mm-hmm. any context that if i go into it with the attitude that it's going to be weird it ends up weird but if i go <laughs> into it with the attitude that like it's going to be fine and yeah. it's cool it usually ends up fine. It's like it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy. Like attitude is key when you when you get to that moment. Yeah, but that that that's the main thing. And then I'm graduating in the spring. Cool. Uh, uh, hopefully, I'll be working. So this is uh, like an undergraduate degree, or what? Uh, mm-hmm. Undergraduate. Okay, great. Congratulations. I, that's cool. Thank you. I was considering going to law school, but I was like, eh, I don't hate my life. Did you take the LSAT? <laughs> Things are going good right now, so I don't want to kill myself. <laughs> You take the LSAT, um, or do you pass on that? No, no, no. I, 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 like, I was, I was basically. I took the summer to decide: Am I gonna apply to law school mm-hmm. and do a thing? But I was like, you know what? No, I don't want to do three more years of schooling. Yeah. It, it, like, so, I, I'm 26, turning 27 this year. So yeah. I'm like, I, I need to get some work experience. Maybe I'll go back and do law school. Maybe not. I don't know. It depends. Right now, I just want to start working, be on my own, be self sufficient. Sounds like a plan, so man. Well, it's good. It's good to yeah. hear from you. Thank you for calling back in, mm-hmm. and I'm glad to hear I that things calling. are are working yeah. out well for you. It sounds like. Thank you. Thank you. I tried calling a couple of weeks ago, and I was literally the next person when you cut it off. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Man, why would you no. do? Someone has to be that guy every week. I know. I'm I just sorry happened it was you. to be me that week. Yeah. All right, but it was a good time, right, man. Guys, well, good luck well. and uh, all the best. And we'll catch you next time. Yep. Yeah, sounds good. All right. See you. Bye. Let me get. Edmund Voss unmuted. Edmund Voss, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. What's up? Doing well. How are you? It's good to hear from you, too. I'm doing okay. It has been a while. Um, I just called with an update on some live event that I went to that caused a lot of controversy. Okay. I don't know how how versed you guys are in anime in the Wii sphere. I'm assuming not much. No, none. Blonde, are you an expert no, in this area? Did you say Weebosphere? <laughs> Weebosphere, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, Weave I don't know or Weeb? Weeb, W-E-E-B. Oh, okay. I'm like 10 years too old to know anything about this. Okay. Well, uh, I went to, and surprisingly, this was the only anime convention that I was aware of in the latter half of 2020, uh, Anime Dallas. And it was a, a shit show, at least on the online part, because people who went got death threats. Uh, the vendors mm. who had things there were put on a list by multiple Twitter users. And uh, at the final day, Sunday, there was someone going around the vendor hall just picking up business cards of people who were there to put them on, I guess, the, the list or another list. 
there was a, why what did they do well just the audacity that there was even the event still happening oh was because it's to... because they're not corona the corona terrorists went after them is what you're saying yeah exactly okay. uh just like a huge mob of people online like oh you yeah. guys are gonna fucking kill everybody even though like they they followed well masks were mandated and as much as i don't like having to wear one I'm going to make an exception for this because it's an event that really shouldn't be happening. All things considered not ethically. You want to go to the event. You you want it to happen, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everything was socially distanced, all the panels and stuff. I don't know if you guys have been to a convention before, but normally these things are pretty packed. And I think normally a small room would hold like a hundred or so people. And that was cut down to probably less than 30 and these pictures were trying to be shared around, but this lynch mob of people really didn't care. Just they, I don't know how many people tried to call the city health department as if this event wasn't already cleared with them in advance. That, <laughs> yeah. didn't, that didn't like this isn't some renegade thing that's happening under the nose of the city. This was planned. They always plan these things a year in advance. So I don't understand why they thought this would be something different. I don't know that. Okay. So what happened when you say they went after these people? I mean, what did they do? Did they just like harass them on the internet or did they actually try to get them punished? Or what are we talking about here? Well, the idea behind putting everybody on a list is to blacklist them from further events, assuming that the new normal allows us to have conventions again. Mm -hmm. So these people won't ever have their own panels. They won't ever be officially invited in any capacity. Stuff like that. Um, I mean, they won't be invited cost. to the events that never happen in the future because these people are too terrified to host them. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And just normal cosplayers like on Instagram, that hashtag anime Dallas, is, I think it might actually still be down, but they stopped hmm. letting people upload because there were so many people being harassed. Wow. Okay. I guess I... I don't know. I, I don't know anything about the anime community. I, I didn't realize Corona politics were so. Uh, so hot oh, in that community. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, the, the group was pretty split. Even the people who were there were they were scared to take pictures, which is kind of a huge deal. Like I was dressed up. Yeah. And a lot of other people were. That's kind of at least for me, that's half of the point of going. So why would you go I'm if you weren't going to dress up? Yeah, you know, or just to be in the atmosphere, I guess some people are a little more sheepish, but whatever, that's fine. But yeah, people were too scared to even put pictures up. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I I get it. Well, I don't know. You want to go to the event, but not be pictured, I suppose. That's the ideal goal. Yeah, Mm. it's uh, I don't know. It's really sad that most of the community wanted to look down on us like i can't tell you how many people were like okay well first texas lets us down in the election and now they want to kill everybody with covid whatever (laughs) texas is a complete loss they're turning blue my ass like just whatever yeah i I don't get it i don't understand these people because you you can look at texas or you can look at florida and there's no difference to other states in fact they're in better shape in most metrics than other states who did crack down heavily at this point we're so deep in the game i don't understand these people like there is no relationship between heavy-handed corona crackdown and positive yeah. health outcomes there's none i know all you, you do see 
hospitalizations plummeted this week. It's like, mm, oh, yeah, but they, they won't let it go. You turn on the yeah. news and what is it? It's nothing but South African vi- vi- uh, variants now. Russian variant. You better be careful, even though uh, cases are down by like 40 percent. The variants. The variants are going to get you. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, thank you for the update, man. It's good to hear from you. Sure. It's uh, it's nice to I tried to do it a few months back, but I don't know. The the randomization has it, like the other times I've tried, it's completely cucked me out. Un- un- unlucky, I guess, but glad we got you in tonight. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a wild ride. I just wanted to get drunk as an anime character, <laughs> and I, I'm glad I was able to do it. Um, go ahead and say goodnight to you guys, and Thank a you, big uwu to Kobe's pilot. I'm not gonna send you those pictures, but <laughs> all right. Thank you, man. Have a good night. Yeah. God, we have to do this to get back to normal. Say the people who never want to go back to normal. Yeah, I know. Let's see. Initial D is up next. Initial, you there? Or initia? Initia? Sorry if I'm mispronouncing. Uh, it's just kind of a meme name, anyways. So it's not a big deal. But um, hi, blonde. Hi. Hey. Hey. Um. So I want to talk originally about balkanization, but my friends. Well, a strong word for them. Um, I got a few like dumbass liberals. There's something this gun bill that was introduced in the House, I think. Federal? Um, yes, it's a federal gun control bill. Hmm. And now I, I, I know there's a lot, lot that, are, that are offered each year and none of them really pass. But I just, God, I can't believe people support this kind of stuff. But the wording in it is... The attorney general shall issue to an individual a license to possess a firearm and ammunition. Hmm. I hate that mindset and, and that wording that I have to have permission from some dickwad in D.C. to own a gun. I just I hate that so much. Yeah. Well, that that's unconstitutional on multiple levels. It's not just the Second Amendment uh, component there. Then you have a Tenth Amendment component. This is squarely a state's issue, if it's an issue at all, per the Second Amendment. But yeah, the idea that the feds are going to license the exercise of a constitutional right. Do I get, do I have to get a federal speech license to post on Twitter? Imagine, imagine things regulated in such a way. Thankfully I would, I would expect that that bill has almost no, uh, no shot to, uh, that's what I'm thinking, but I don't know, man, we've, we've lost so many rights in the past like years. And also, I I don't know. So normally I would be not worried about it, but I kind of am now. Um, that was just kind of a side note. But okay. I, I know I know Blonde's been talking about um, balkanization for a while, yeah. and I actually I I kind of wish, kind of wish like people like leaders of conservative party whatever party you want would just like would focus more on power being decentralized. So I feel like that would solve a lot of our issues. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But like for example, like healthcare, right? Like why have national healthcare? Why not just have it at a state level? Because I, like, I have friends who always talk about how those, you know, those dumb red states, they always vote against their best interests and all this, that, and the other. Okay, well, if they don't want it, then why force them to have it? And not yeah. only that, but they always talk about how red states always take more in federal uh, federal spending than they give. So the same would apply to healthcare. You would presume states like Mississippi with, you know, some of the highest obesity rates, highest diabetes rates, they're going to take more of that national healthcare pool than, you know, California would, you, you would assume. So why not just have California run its own state healthcare system and let Mississippi not if they so choose? 
And I just feel like and this, this I feel like applies to almost every issue. Like I feel like we would solve so many issues. And I know this is how our nation was intended to, to be run. And obviously we've moved away from that in the past 200 years. But like, it, like, would that not work anymore? Like, I just feel like that's, that's the solution to all of our problems nowadays. I mean, we're, we're, if we're still under the thumb of the federal government, none of this is really going to matter. Well, exactly. Can, yeah, we, we, they know, can like, just not. send a Somalis to all of our little white communities, and we'll be SOL. Uh, so I, I don't really know what to do at, at this point in time. Balkanization probably isn't going to work. So then, what is like? What's the solution then? I don't know. The solution might be that we're SOL, and we should just, just try the collapse. Well, I mean, we're watching it, aren't we? I don't oh, know what no. I don't know what to do. I mean, I used to be really into like we have to find a some sort of corrective course, but now I'm I I don't know. I know it's not helpful, but <laughs> I don't really have anything to pose here. What about yeah. you, Scott? Well, I just I, I just feel like I, I feel like I would I would wish for our I don't know leaders, whatever you want to call them, I wish someone some kind of party to come out and this to be their their focus, their focal point. Instead of mm-hmm. saying, oh, and vote me and I'll solve the problem. No, say vote for me and I'll get rid of this third world power and let you guys solve your own problem. Yeah, I feel vote, like no vote one... for me and, and I'll let you solve your problems for yourself. Exactly. I yeah. feel like no no politician has that mindset. Well, yeah, yeah because, because few, nobody but... nobody wants the responsibility to solve their own problems for themselves. That's 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 true, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah, the I, that's the other side of that coin, is it assumes responsibility at the local level and there's a huge percentage of society maybe even a majority that's like oh i don't want that i want a babysitter to do it for me yeah, you gotta I'll- you gotta change the attitude of a huge chunk of this country which uh don't get me wrong i think we should still keep trying to do that but it's a monumental task mm-hmm. yeah it, it's for sure a, a culture problem um but blonde i'm gonna try to give a quick white pill um something that uh i don't know if you heard of bill whittle but i like him a lot i have so- yeah it's been a while though all right Awesome. Something he's been saying recently is that we may have lost the government, we haven't lost the nation, and we haven't lost the people. Hmm. So yeah, I guess I'll I'll say we've lost some of them. Like y'all out here West Coast, you know, screw them; they're on their own. But so no matter how bad things get, we may lose the the government, but we haven't lost the nation. So I like that point of positivity. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. Y'all have a good one. You as well. Okay, we got time for one more before we take a break. Shade is up next. Shade, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey. Hi. Going. What's on your mind? Breaking up for me. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, what about now? Is that better? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, so I've been following the the GameStop thing pretty hard, uh, doing a lot okay. of research, and I work in finance, so I found out a bunch of stuff, and it's like. It seems like the entire narrative um, that's in the media is wrong. So there's a bunch of things that I could talk about. There's actually three of them. So I'll let you guys choose based on what you're interested in. Okay. Uh, so the first one is why Robin Hood isn't bad and nor are the, the people behind them. Um, or the second one is a defense of short selling and why it's a good thing. And the third one is a problem, uh, the current problem with short selling, like why the system sucks right now. So is the answer to why Robin Hood isn't bad because they're dumb? <laughs> nope. no no not okay. at all okay can you yeah. actually like defend their behavior as not Absolutely. bad or dumb no, no it makes everything that happened like couldn't have happened any other way and they made the correct move at every step okay i definitely want to hear that case i don't know but yeah, what do you what do you want to hear blonde that one okay yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Robin Hood okay, did nothing so, wrong. Okay, go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so right. here's the way that it works, right? So you have a broker and the broker is the one that you as an investor interact with. So that's Robinhood. Right. So Robinhood's job is to aggregate investors and then um, they have a clearinghouse. So before they used to use Apex, now they self-clear. But just so there's a distinction, we'll say they use Apex. So Apex's job is to do the actual financial transactions. Mm -hmm. So you never talk to Apex. There's other ones just um, like Pershing, um, some fees to self-clear. So you never talk to the clearinghouse. The clearinghouses work with other clearinghouses to do all the transactions. And a clearinghouse can have multiple brokerages as their uh, clients. So mm -hmm. Webull, for example, uses Apex and then Apex serves more brokerages. So what happens is the brokerages, in order to conduct business with each other, in order to do a transaction, they have to go through what's called the DTC, which is owned by the DTCC, which is owned by the NSCC. Anyway, the DTC is where all stock trades happen, like 95% plus all happen there. That's like the stock market when you talk about the stock market. Mm -hmm. So the buyer goes and says, here's a buy order from, our, from one of our investors. Um, and another um, clearinghouse will say, okay, well, here's a, here's a sell order. So all the transactions are done through the DTC. So when a buyer does a transaction um, or puts in a buy order and there's a match, the clearinghouses have to talk to each other. So Robinhood as a self-clearinghouse has to talk to Apex if there's going to be a transaction between Robinhood and uh, Weeble, for example. Mm -hmm. So what happens is the, the, the money has to leave Robinhood's hands or it has to leave one clearinghouse's hands to go to the other. Right. But the DTC requires a deposit. And the DTC requires a deposit because if the trade doesn't go through, then the DTC is on the hook for the buy value. And that's just, that's just it. It's the end of it because the DTC is a company, they're a private company and they have a monopoly. So one of the, you know, like typically when you have a monopoly in America, it's because you have like some huge obligation. Like there's something like you get that huge benefit, but you have to pay something. And what they pay is if a trade falls through, like obviously the stock doesn't just disappear, but if the buyer is unable to cough up the money, the DTC just settles it. They're on the hook for all of it. Mm -hmm. So GameStop goes from being a $5 stock that's very rarely traded to being a $300 stock that's seeing millions of shares pass, for, pass, pass back and forth, hundreds of millions. Yeah. So what happens is in a day, you'll have maybe $100 billion, maybe not 100, like, like billions to tens of billions of dollars that is in a pending buy order. And the, the clearinghouses have two days to clear it up with each other. And if they don't, then the DTC is on the hook for it. So the, the deposit that the buyer has to give the DTC is typically 1% to 3%. So like for Robinhood stock at $300, that would be like three to $9. Mm -hmm. What happened was the DTC is like, holy shit, no, 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 we're, we're right now we're on the hook. So if Robinhood dis disappears, the DTC is on the hook for like that $100 billion mm -hmm. for the single day. And so what they said is, no, no, okay, Robinhood, you're, everyone has to give us 100% of the deposit because we're not on the hook for any of the shit. Yeah. So Robinhood then, and now if for every dollar that you put into Robinhood, Robinhood has to match you dollar for dollar. Yeah, yeah. So Right. So the, the issue was that they're they're just sorely underfunded. Yeah, and no, I, I totally like, get that. But why doesn't the CEO just be upfront about that? Yeah, he just lied about it. It's, the, it's their insecurity. It's like from day one, everyone's always said, well, how is Robinhood supposed to be funded if they don't charge any fees? They're underfunded, underfunded, underfunded. Hmm. So every time that news came out that Robinhood was underfunded, Robinhood, Robinhood stock loss, like not stock, yeah. but like their, their reputation took a huge hit. So, so he, their entire life has been saying, no, we're not under. We're right. Not under so he would have had to admit that. Yes. Or just do but, this, like deny everything routine. See, I totally get where you're coming from and that makes perfect sense. But, but I, would you defend the, the CEO's communication? 
No. Oh God. No. Okay. Sorry. Oh, okay. When All I right. said everything that they did, like we're talking financially. So oh, like okay. that. So they did they nothing wrong the financially, but they, so okay. fucking hard. It yeah. was so dumb. Like yeah. the, the the guys, the the Weeble CEO saved Robinhood when mm. he when he did an interview because he basically explained everything that I said, <laughs> um, in a little more you know with with more financial jargon. But yeah. he he totally saved Robinhood's reputation. But like Robinhood's actions and what they did and how they stopped buys. That all made sense. Robinhood was the first to do it too. And people are like, well, why did why was it only Robinhood, especially in the beginning? Yeah. Because the Wall Street bets guys, they all love Robinhood. Yeah. So all of these GameStop stocks that they were trying to buy was all through Robinhood. Yeah. And that makes sense. If he would have just come out and been like, listen, the reality of the demand meant that we just could not front the cash to make these transactions happen. All right. Like I under I get that. But instead it was like, oh, no, no, there's no liquidity problem. Oh, no, no, everything's fine. We just had to borrow half a, uh, half a billion dollars because reasons. But there's no liquidity problem. Okay. Yeah, I can't defend the interview. But everything that they did, like uh, every, every, all the actions that they took like behind the scenes, like yeah. that was everything was exactly how it should have been. Yeah, that makes sense. And the trouble for him, he, he I understand his position that either he had to make statements that undermine the credibility and integrity of his company or just lie his ass off. And he chose lie his ass off, which pissed off the consumers, but maybe doesn't necessarily piss off, I guess, um, investors or business interests as much as it pisses off the Reddit guys. I don't know. It would have been like so easy to say, listen, these meme lords took over the stock market and they, they're taking billions of dollars from the hedge funds. Yeah. And we definitely would. Lo- we we want to see all of our assets under management grow. Right. So yeah, we yeah. don't want to screw our customers out of being able to do this. But like they're taking advantage of them in such a way that it's it's breaking our system and we can't do anything about it. Yeah. Like, you know, we're cheering you guys on. This is what we're here for. And we're going to try to get like a loan to make sure that you guys can do this and keep going. But like right now, there's there's not much that we can do. Sure. And I, yeah, their, their PR from like day one has been terrible. All right. Well, thank you for the info. That That's a hell of a lot of specific information crammed into a, a short call. So I appreciate it. Yeah, cool. You guys have a good one. Thanks yeah. a lot, man. Have a good night. Okay, we are due for a break. If you are ready, I can check yeah, out uh, Circle Bank to Streamlabs and see what's going on there. Um, just a couple over here. Six foot five white Jesus says, Matt, we all know you love Ben Shapiro, but what other podcasts on the traditional conservative side do you listen to? National Reviews, The Editors, or dare I ask Jonah Goldberg's The Remnant? How far down the milk toast rabbit hole? Uh, do you venture my favorite podcast listens right now? Um, I do like Bongino's show. I think he does. Um, yeah, I, I think, like him too. I think he does a good job. I love what Sargon's doing over with the, uh, the Lotus eaters. I like their show. Um, as far as long form content, those would probably be the two outside of Ben Shapiro's show that I enjoy. Um, what else I should look through a lot of stuff, like a lot of podcast listening I like to do isn't necessarily like, specifically political i like to listen to um what dave rubin's doing with his daily show um Mm -hmm. what else i got going on in here like some uh, there's a lot of gun content i like to listen to um some video game content i don't listen strictly to like to political stuff all the time because i'm kind of doing that on my own you know uh neek nar says uh greetings from man uh man mankatovia oh Hmm. of minnesota Minnesota Stan. I see Mankato, Minnesota is what you mean. It's been over three years since a few racist signs were posted around the North Mankato neighborhood of King Arthur park with no new updates. I'm sure if asked police will circle back on it. I'm sure that was probably a hoax. Did we talk about that hoax hate on the show? There's so many that I can't even remember, but that probably was one. 
All right, that's it on Streamlabs. Oh, cool. All right. Um, Jenny Nickham says, I just want to say I saw Matt on Newsmax and I didn't know he was going to be on there. My elderly grandmother, my elderly mother-in-law said it's nice to see young people with a good head on their shoulders. Good job, Matt. You were on Newsmax? I was on Monday and uh, <laughs> I actually like, I hated the way that it went. Um, bear with me. I'm adjusting some of your audio right here on the fly. So um, I hated the way that it went because we were supposed to talk about like Parler and Apple First yeah. of all, I was on Sean Spicer's show, but Sean oh, was okay. Okay, Sean gotcha. was sick, so um, so I, I didn't get to talk to Sean. It's fine. His fill in or his co-host was plenty nice. It's not anything, but but so it didn't end up being exactly what I expected because we didn't talk about what I was going to talk about, and it also wasn't the host I was expecting. And I was I, I don't know why, but I was a little bit nervous going into it. It's just something about like I'll do this stream multiple times a week doesn't even phase me something about like appearing yeah. on a tv yeah, channel weird, because it? reasons that it had me nervous but the thing about the tv format that's just tough is it's so much faster it's like hey here's a thing respond to that hey here's a thing respond to that and it's not a it's not a developed conversation um that said i uh i very much appreciate the opportunity to go on and i hope that i can do it again and that was all very cool um i was disappointed in my i just don't think i handled the interview very well and part of it was like, I, I didn't know we were talking about this shit. Okay. <laughs> you know? Um, and I was just kind of stressed out from all the stuff going on with moving everything around the house and getting, yeah. all, like, and I had to fit this in there too. So it, it overall, I'm sure it was fine. You, you, you get very self-critical, you know, I'm sure. It was yeah, great. of course. I guess Newsmax is pretty big. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you see they uh, got all pissed off at Mike Lindell the other day? Was it because everybody's saying he banged Jenna Krasinski? No. Jane Krasinski? That's John's wife? Or who? who's that? No, there's he's suing somebody for defamation about that. But it's oh. this chick from 30 Rock. It's probably not true. Oh, no. He um he tra- he made claims about uh, voter fraud on Newsmax. And they tried to boot him. What? Yeah. I know he did the same on Joe Peggs and Joe Peggs kind of pushed back a few weeks ago. Hmm. Um, Christoph Harper, Reno has officially had one flu death this season. Amazing. I imagine that. Imagine that. Remarkable. Nobody says NFL had lots of dirty knee guards. <laughs> what? Dirty what? Knee guards. Knee pads? Yes. With oh. the kneeling. That one got by me. <laughs> And I said it just as you wanted. I did it. I said it. Knee. You hear that? Guards, guards. Susan. Knee Jane Krakowski. Is that guards? Her? What did I call her? I am not Jenna from me. Thirty Rock, guys. Kevin Smith. Uh, glad I can catch the show tonight. My truck did a 360 spin out while crossing the Rockies this morning. The snow stopped me from going into the ditch. Thankfully, white knuckle driving. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, geez, we took mm. a well. A glad you avoided the worst. Yeah, for real. Gosh, that's the real danger that we're all in driving. Long Dong John says Alexandria Ocasio Smollett is trending on Twitter. I know yeah. we did briefly discuss this at the beginning of the show. This is great. Um, <laughs> Christian Pretorius, hey Matt and Blonde, thanks for all the great content. Much love from South Africa. P.S. Welcome to the Banana Republic Club. I know. Oh, thanks. We, we're right there with you. Holden Mulray, last one for right now. Hi, truth, truth seekers. Some dark calls last week, a hopeful note. So we do not lose heart for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal, Corinthian. Yeah, I'm struggling with that. 
a lot. Hmm. <sighs> little wisdom. Thank you. Genocide. <laughs> what? Oh, there's this 30 Rock joke where uh, Jenna buys the website jennasside.com. Oh, She's oh. like, I'm not hearing it. Genocide. Genocide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That show's great, but I take it you haven't seen it. Uh, no, no, I've never gotten into that one. Let's see. Man Frompy is up next. Grab him. I assume him. I don't know. Man Frompy, you there? Yeah, hey. What's Hi. on your mind? Oh, uh, not a whole lot, I guess. Well, actually, I do have two things. Um, Blonde, I gotta, I gotta tell you, you absolutely have to homeschool. And I'm back with another reason. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so my mom, when she went to college, uh, a lot of the people that she knew, she went in for, for medical stuff. And the students that she was with, who tended to be kind of not able to get into their desired field, they decided, you know what, I'll go into education. I'll become a teacher. So uh, all these teachers, uh, they're not always the, uh, the cream of the crop, I guess, as you'd say. Uh, so if, uh, if you graduated college in your desired field, uh, you know, you're just as qualified as a teacher or more so. So teach your own kids. It's, uh, you're, you're just as qualified as, as people doing it professionally. Oh, it's not a lack of confidence. Uh, I, I know, but, but, uh, it's not like you're going to do a worse job. Oh, I know. I, I, I would anticipate I would do a much better job. I'm just having some trouble convincing the husband. However, the goings on of the last six months have been very helpful in stating my case. So. Mm. Well, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I think I think we've got it. I think yeah. we're gonna do it. Awesome. Yeah. So was was it Initial D who uh, who brought up Bill Whittle? Uh, yeah, yes. I think so. Yeah, yeah he. Bill, I've been listening to Bill Whittle a lot actually since the election. Mm. He's uh, started a new show called Moving Back to America. Okay, what's it and about? He's kind of going over his strategy. It's partially talking about the news and him ranting about the news for 20 minutes a day mm. and partially him laying out a strategy for how we are, we can take back our government. Okay. Uh, What's you know, the strategy? Lost the it's essentially like getting in at the local level, having ah. non-politicians run. It's yeah. kind of like the boomerisms. So it's like half super based and half kind of boomer, <laughs> sure. boomer stuff, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which is fine because it's half good. So, and the boomer stuff isn't the bad boomer stuff, but, uh, <laughs> No, we, listen to. Yeah, we, we have to do we have to figure that out. Um, yeah. Career politician is is uh, is perhaps one of the greatest um, curses on this country, I would say. It should it not was be never meant to be this way. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know. So he's come up with uh, an idea and kind of him and the, the Bill Whittle community, all of his listeners have come up with uh, an idea called the after party. So it's a political mm. party called the after party. Okay. And one of its main selling points to everyone is we can't be corrupt because we sign a legal contract. All of our politicians do that. They're not going to run for reelection. Wow. One term, even for Congress. Yeah, though? That would be great. Yeah, Everything. So you cannot wow. run again for the, the position that you're elected to. The, so you get one term per, per seat, essentially. Yeah. The fantastic. Only- I love it. <laughs> The only yeah, really counter I would have that I don't even think it, I, I think this is actually a pretty interesting idea, but the only counter I could come up with is, um, you know, tenure is a lot of times what allows states like Idaho, Montana, 
etc., to build power in, say, the Senate or even the House, depending on committee assignments and chairmanships and stuff like that. But if everybody's limited, then like, then who cares? Because you know, yeah. bigger states aren't going to dominate necessarily anyway if everyone's thrown into the same mix. Yeah, and part of the strategy also has to do with not running, not focusing on the states that we already have, you know, that the Republicans are dominant in. Yeah. But going for seats in California and Minnesota and New York. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the, the more, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan, the ones with a lot of voter corruption with the uh, potential fraud, absolutely potential. Not, not Theoretical, Susan. Theoretical. Yeah. Um, and so go running there and uh, securing the elections in those states first before focusing on everything else. This is yeah. this is the difficulty, though. It's kind of like the when we, we had the recent caller about uh, running on returning power to you to solve problems for yourself, running on assuming the least power possible and leaving in two years or six yeah. years or four years. I think people who generally are of our perspective find that really attractive, but there's a whole, there's a whole other side of this country that, that wants to be given a caretaker that wants a babysitter, someone who just sits in DC and provides for them. And I don't think that resonates with those sort of people. Yeah, I know, but you could, you don't have to sell them on that, right? You can Hmm. sell them on, well, it's impossible for me to be corrupt because all the corruption happens with promising stuff in exchange for re-election donations. I like that angle. So if you sell them on that, then you don't have to convince them about specific policy because they really don't care anyways. I like that thinking. You're thinking about how to form some kind of a common interest or alliance with these people, however fragile it may be. If we can get around, if anti-corruption is the thing to build some bonds around. All right. I I can get with that. Yeah. This isn't his idea. It's just something I've been floating around is maybe instead of starting a party, you start a coalition, the after party coalition. Yeah. So you kind of have this, this contract that everyone signs with the coalition with each other. A lot uh, of this if, stuff if is... If I run for re-election, you sue my ass off. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's a contractual right? matter. Yeah, a lot no, of the... it, it would be a contractual matter. Okay. It, it, there's absolutely... You cannot run again. You sign a legally binding document that you can't run. That would be an option. For a second term. Um, and I like that because I was going to say this is kind of a convention of states issue. That if, if you could get enough people together to try to think about constitutional amendments or something like that, that'd be great. But of course, the hurdles are very high there. What you're talking about is... Um, I mean, that's just individuals signing contracts. That's it. There's no, you don't need a huge gathering of states or a huge gathering of Congress to get that accomplished. Yeah. And uh, he, he sort of compared it to uh, Odysseus tying himself to the mast of the ship hmm. as he was passing the sirens, you know, like yeah. don't untie me. So that way I don't cause you all to crash into the, into yeah. the rocks. Yeah. Right. It's kind hmm. of the same thing as you, you bind yourself before you go in. So you can't screw up later, right? Because the temptation is really great. I like this. I like I like what the the thoughts you're putting together and the encouragement I got last week from all this GameStong stuff was oh, um, so great. Was maybe those alliances are more possible than we think because it was actual hammer and sickle people with actual swastika people arm in arm. Yeah, yeah. last great. week I yeah. couldn't believe it. So I was reading AOC's Twitter and I was like, right on, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening to me? Yeah. It's like the, the one time you agree with uh, Ilhan Omar, you know? I yeah. agree with her about a few things. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm mentioning. But um, Strongly anti-circumcision, Ilhan Omar. <laughs> that's the thing. 
<laughs> Except for herself. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for Anyways, the thoughts, Bill, man. I, I appreciate it. Bill Little's got some good stuff to say. Yeah. I suggest people check him out. Will do. Yeah, uh, that it's, sounds it's a good daily show. That sounds like the sort of positivity and constructivity, if that's a word that I'm looking for. So I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Yeah, I like gonna... your new set, Matt, by the way. Oh, thank so. you. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, really the crisp. old one was good, good, but this is the it's, it's the old more, one. Yeah, it's clean. The old one was not good. It was just a room. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I liked it. I liked it. It had its own charm. But as I've been trying to fine tune to get this the way that I want it, it does it does feel good to because I was looking back at some of my old stuff for reference. I'm like, huh, this looks like crap. I'm like, yeah, all right. But that's a good feeling to have as you're trying to fine tune what you want to look better. I think, um, I think I got it the way that I they want, but I'm going to have to probably upgrade the camera, uh, get a new camera in the coming year. Cause that one has served admirably, but it's a little bit outdated now. Anyway, thanks. thanks I appreciate call. Yeah. Thanks for the thoughts and the kind words. Appreciate it. Have a good night. You as well. Okay. Who we got next? Uh, for the Republic is up after that. For the Republic, you there? Yeah. Hey, guys. What's on your mind? So first off, I love any talk regarding the Convention of States. Mm. And uh, I'm so glad that Bill Whittle is getting some praise because he's a fantastic guy. And he actually is what uh, led me to YouTube. Really? The, uh, How? The YouTube, the YouTube rabbit hole or the, uh, uh, what was it, the, the Nazi youtube web <laughs> connection ring or whatnot bill whittle was, radicalized uh, you to us yes okay. it went from uh bill whittle to shapiro to crowder to you guys hmm. really but yes that is huh. that is a true story that's how it happened how long um, ago was this oh this... Well, i started watching bill whittle stuff back in oh, obama was still uh in his first term no but when when you got the youtube recommend recommendation to us oh uh for you guys oh it's been a few years now oh, okay i was gonna say if that was recent i gotta know how that no, happened no, no. yeah oh this this was yeah a few years back but uh so i have a hypothetical for you guys okay let's say that in two years time after the republicans presumably retake at least one chunk of congress we find 100% unequivocal proof that election shenanigans not only occurred, but that they occurred to the degree that did absolutely change the outcome of the election. Mm -hmm. What do we do with that? Because, I mean, that is a live grenade that is, if not handled very carefully, would absolutely tear the country apart. This is a scag question. I can't say what I'm (laughs) thinking on air. You ready the pikes? (laughs) Uh, well, obviously, if that was if that situation was demonstrated, you have criminals that need to be prosecuted, and it, you would hope that it would be so clear cut that state legislatures would get it together and uh, get everybody gathered and fix the issue. But but I worry that even if that happened, even if it was undeniable, clearly proven, coordinated, you had them on tape. Let's say you had DNC headquarters on tape saying, all right, guys, here's the game plan. Let's make it happen. All right, go team. Uh, let's say yep. you had that. I still think a huge percentage of the loyalists to that party or to left-wing politics in general would not care. Don't care. Only care about the outcome. Process irrelevant. We see that in so many different areas yep. that I don't think they'd care in the election any more than they, they care in... Um, yeah. You know, things like the Kavanaugh hearing or anything else. They they just want the outcome. They don't care about the process. So um 
I, I mean, obviously you have to start with the prosecutions and you have to start with legislative fixes, but I'm not optimistic that those obviously would work or be sought by yeah. half the country, but it would be so severe to the things that maybe you're worrying about that. I don't know that we'd be able to reconcile. It would, it would be the sort of grenade that you're talking about because there would be one party dead set on correcting the issue and another party still dead set on not on just letting it be. But yeah, but I mean, even within the Republican party, we know that uh, they don't always agree. And there would be some that would be, you know, what they will die on this hill and like, no, this was wrong. This must be corrected. Then you got the others that would go, well, for the good of the country, we should probably bury this and uh, just, you know, stomach through the next two years Hmm. of uh, Biden's term. And then we'll at the, during campaign season, then we'll bring it forward or whatnot. Um, Or, or do we have uh, immediate impeachment of Biden and Kamala, which would then maybe bring oh, yeah. forward President Pelosi? I didn't even think uh, of that angle. What? Yeah. What it, do you do yeah, with well, the sitting president? Yeah. Because because you, you have, have to throw them out of office. Like what? Else? You have to. I mean, there'd be a, a large chunk of the country would say that the president is Ill, absolutely illegitimate. Well, yeah. And uh, well, see, I was actually talking. Uh, Right before the the show here tonight, I was actually talking with a friend who's a fellow listener, and uh, he had a more calm and rational stance to this and a non-nuclear stance. And he was basically (laughs) saying that the way I see it, the election happened. Challenges by Trump were made at every single conceivable point along the way, and those challenges were all shot down. And Biden was thus sworn in. So under the actual process and within the bounds of the electoral and judicial system that we have in place, Biden was legitimately sworn in as president. It mm-hmm. may not be the it may have been the wrong outcome, but it was legitimate. Yeah, the only way I would push back on that is the process is still at the mercy of the court's willingness to hear the cases and the courts have yes. absolute say over whether they want to hear the cases or not. So did the process play out? Yes. Were there elements of the process that were left untouched? Yes. But I I understand where he's coming from. And in, in general, from a purely process based perspective, I would agree. Um, That doesn't mean that I think Biden got 80 million votes and I'll never believe that, but you know, I get where he's coming from. I understand what you mean. Hypothetical Susan. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, that's, that situation would have to be handled extremely carefully because one wrong turn and boogaloo immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Thank you for the thoughts, man. A lot, a lot to think about there. Hopefully. Well, I don't know. Do I want that outcome? I always want to know the truth. Yeah. I always want to know the the thing. I mean, you want, yeah, you want the truth to come forward. You want to have the people who committed wrongs and violated the uh, the trust of yeah. American people. You want them to be held accountable. Yeah. yeah. But yet, do you want the truth at the ex- at the expense of literally the entire country? I'm I'm going with yes. I'm going with truth above everything. If truth is the highest value, everything is secondary. Uh, I'm sticking with that, even if it means uh, Armageddon. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a Latin phrase that you just remind me of. Um, hold up half a second here. Oh, I I won't be able to pronounce the Latin, but uh, it the phrase translates to "Let justice be done, though the heavens fall." Oh, thank you. Means, yeah, 
let let justice what is uh, right must be right regardless of the outcome that's so funny because skag has that as a lower back tattoo <laughs> maybe one day <laughs> all right thank Thanks, you man. Are you paying attention <laughs> appreciate the thoughts man have a good yeah. night all right night okay let's we should be able to get at least one more before the top of the hour here meadily up after that meadily you there hello meadily let him hang out a second juggernauts up after that okay gang hello <laughs> hello i'm sorry meadily is very 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 sorry that he missed last week last week's call Okay. Um, it was it was the worst terror attack uh, we've ever faced in our nation's history, and it's really 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 bad. I'm sorry, guys. But first, yeah. but first a word from Rich Gold and Trojan condoms. <laughs> okay, are you tired of boring condoms that don't have any ribs? Then you should try Trojan condoms, ribs rib for her pleasure. I just appreciate that everyone in the entire world has a great Ben Shapiro impression. Every I, single he's the most easily imitatable person on the planet. It was, yeah. Oh, I was yeah, going to yeah. ask if this is a strictly character caller. If you, uh, if you, no, no, okay. I no, uh, no. He, he's so annoying that even, even I can't even pretend for that long without wanting to punch myself in the face. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Anyway, you know, it's it's kind of funny, blonde. Um. When I first heard you like years ago, I was like, I heard you, and I was like, man, this chick, she sounds like she really hates Jews. And I was like, man, she's. <laughs> It's like she she's a huge anti-Semite, and the, the, you know, like a little bit later, probably like a few months ago, I was like, you know what? I don't think she hits you. I I just I think she she has it right. Are you gonna bail me out of this one, Scott? Thanks <laughs> a lot. I wait, if you're listening to this later, uh, I wish you could see my face. That's all I can say. Yeah, just, you're I'm a fed man. Fed nonsense. Do you have any? Um, do you have any uh, illegal short barrel shotgun uh, plans to sell? Yeah, me or yeah, parts? really. All I can yeah. say in my own defense is that I think we should give more money to Israel. Thank more you. money to Israel, <laughs> like seventy billion dollars to Israel right now. That would make me very happy. I want Susan to understand that is Plon's official position. It is. No, I, I, mainly, I'm just, I'm just calling to, to see, like, what do you guys really think of this whole? marjorie taylor green thing i mean mm. I, the, the the conservatives are always so quick to disavow everything and to apologize like little you know by little like little pansies i mean i i'm, I'm yeah, not I saying I, I i agree with her i'm just saying don't acknowledge her just you know say i don't know she's not us so you know go go ask her if she apologizes i don't even know how to feel about because i do think that she's kooky and weird and like a poor mm -hmm. representative for the yep. nation uh but the the stuff that they're saying about her it makes me want to defend her yeah that's kind but of i don't want yes. to yeah yeah see the the dems have kind of backed us into a corner because yeah because once we start agreeing with them and and, and you know and giving them credence then they don't they don't reciprocate so they'll they'll have us disavow we'll do that and then they'll say look even the republicans think that think that marty yeah. taylor green's crazy and then, you know, we and then we'll say, OK, well, then, you know, call Ilan Omar an anti-Semite. Well, we're not doing that. And it's just yeah, like uh, it's just like at, at, at what point are we going to stop losing? I mean, it's it seems like we're we're always 
trying to offer an olive branch and they're always pissing in our face. As well, a yeah, and half the shit they're going after Marjorie Taylor Greene for is BS or exaggerated anyway. Don't get me wrong. She has said some um, colorful things, but nothing more colorful than is said on this show. So I have a hard time yeah. condemning her and not being a total, a total hypocrite. doesn't mean I agree with what she says, but I don't think that she's some moral failure for believing what she believes either. Um, so I feel the same way where I'm kind of pushed to defend her, even if I don't agree with the views because, and, and some of the, like I said, some of the views are so, uh, they're all, they're commonly accepted. Some of them are, are actually true too. Like I saw there, um, someone was going after her on Twitter, some blue check because Marjorie Taylor green claimed that Ilhan Omar married her brother. Yeah. No. Fact check. True. That happened. <laughs> the the question is true, why yeah. Ilhan Omar 100% married her brother. Yeah. Why did she do it? The question remains. Part of the problem is no blue checks will ask her about it. But Marjorie Taylor Greene's not a crazy person for that. And so, like, has she made jokes about pikes on uh, heads on pikes? Yeah, hundred percent. Who hasn't? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like I don't know. I I I don't see this 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 plan, this uh, tactic working, where we just keep trying to take the high road. And then yeah. excising anybody who's even remotely controversial, yeah. you know, to the to the sides, and then you know, then they'll just keep building up and building up. Yeah, and but it's yeah. an important lesson for people to to see that 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 our constitutional republic is not representative of of the average person. You know, even minor transgressions bar you from political office, any political office for life. Like two percent mm-hmm. of the stuff that we've said on this show, even Skag, who is relatively moderate. You, you can't run for shit ever. I said the N-word multiple times. But <laughs> did you? I mean, con- okay, context doesn't matter, so I guess that's No, true. it doesn't. I definitely said it. Hard R and everything. I read the 14 yep. words once. That's true. Yeah. Yep. I did just say knee guard. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, so it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pretty black-pilled at this point, and mm. whenever I hear news about the Republicans losing at this point, I don't, I don't even care. I mean, because I, 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 I have a feeling it's going to take their complete destruction yeah. before before they say, you know what? Fuck you. We're just well, going to do this I realized... our way. No more, pan, you know, no more limp-wristed politicians <laughs> like Mitch McConnell or, or yeah, even yeah. Dan Crenshaw, who's supposed to be new and fresh. And yeah, he falls well, like, like a cheap suit and fuck I, him. I realized this with the Georgia runoffs, where the only reason that I had an investment in those two terrible candidates, Purdue and... Um, Leffler mm-hmm. winning is because it meant a Democrat wouldn't sit in that seat. Yeah. But, and mm-hmm. I do care about that because I think the Democrats are fundamentally a far more dangerous party. But at the end of the day, is just is just blocking other people from having a seat a good enough reason to vote for someone. I'm really having a lot of thoughts about that and deciding what mm-hmm. I want to do in the future. I've played a lot of defense with my votes in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And I I guess it's better than actual communism, but I don't feel like I'm getting a big return on those votes. Yeah. I feel like I should either start voting for some what, what is cl- most closely aligned with my views and principles or abstain on principle, which is also a vote, by the way. Not voting for, is a, for vote. a reason yeah. is a vote. Yeah, exactly. And it's just as valid. Yes. Yep. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. It, it doesn't mean I agree or don't, but it, it, you, you're allowed that freedom to make that choice. Yep, and then yeah, and then then Ben had the Ben, ben Shapiro had the freaking gall to blame their loss on Trump. It's like, dude, look at 
at Kelly Loeffler's eyes, man. She has dead eyes. I've, I've never she, seen eyes of a psychopath more in my entire life than on that bitch. She proved it herself going into the in, into the um, vote certification and saying, well, no, the, the, some mean people came in here and did things. I can't, uh, I can't question the results anymore. As though one has anything to do yeah. with the other. This is a political opportunist, mm-hmm. nothing more. This, this isn't a woman of principle or sincere belief. She's just trying to do yeah. the popular thing in the moment. And I don't care about that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, so I'll let you guys go. Uh, but again, sorry, sorry about last week. Um, I was putting my, my kid down for bed and I missed it. So putting your kid down. That's right, man. He's, <laughs> I, I've had enough. I, I had to right. give him some tranquilizers. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you for calling in <laughs> and for your excellent <laughs> impression work. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. I'll to catch you later. Catch you. Bye. Okay. Due for a break. Then we'll get to our last segment of callers. Oh, let me reload this. Let's see. I think, yeah, we're good over on uh, Streamlabs. All set there. Uh, sorry, it's, it always takes me forever to load. Okay. Black Magic uh, is next, yeah. Can you read that while I'm Yeah, remind this? her with one stroke the violence of the vote when females suffragize give them... <laughs> Give them a pat on the back for a job well done. Yep. I think I have to read said. it that way, Susan. Yep, yep, yep. Marvo 93. <laughs> I can't be the only one who really enjoys the three-hour shows. The live chat is funny, and I like their quick scathing wit on top of you guys' your banter. Your banter. You two are doing God's work, and as always, you're always in my prayers. I don't well, think we're doing God's work. I wouldn't put it that way, but I, I'm glad that you um, that you appreciate uh, the audience interaction and a lot of a lot of people do, and we do too. That's why I don't want to like eliminate it, but I have to. I have to keep time reasonable, and yeah. tons of people have emailed me uh, with a lot of interesting thoughts, and I appreciate everyone who is. Um, I we haven't made any firm decisions yet. I would say that in general, I think we, I think we probably lean towards like a hard out time. Will probably be the that first, seems the fairest thing. The, I think that'll be the first attempted solution but bear in mind that goes yeah when we go with something like this it's not as though it's set in stone and we can't adjust if it doesn't work for whatever reason or we want to try something else yeah and we don't always go over two and a half hours anyway most shows than not lately though yeah yeah um so you know like our last show we read every super chat and it was two hours and 20 minutes and yeah so, so it, it it might not affect the quality of the show at all. No, and I don't know. We haven't talked about this at all, so I, I probably wouldn't expect to make. And Sunday's going to be a weird show because it's post Super Bowl, so I don't know mm-hmm. what to expect there. So I don't, I don't know that we're going to make a, a change this week, but we'll we'll keep thinking about it. Okay. Uh, Holden Mulray had another one in there. Hi, Truth Seekers. I was uh, in a, oh. a thousand car, or did we read this one? I was in a one thousand car pileup caused by a two hundred mile per hour runaway Chinese eighteen wheeler. What? But they say I am liable for the car in front of me since my car doesn't have a bra. Makes sense. There's something. I, I, I did not. I don't even see that in here. Really? Did Susan yeah. ban it? Uh, it's in mine. Maybe I refreshed at the right time and Susan banned it or something. It's not in here. Weird. Um, it seems like a crazy metaphor for something because I have a hard time believing you were in an actual thousand car pileup. What am I missing here? I don't know. Uh, well, Z- I hope I hope you are well. Thank you. Zoe Fenderblast. I don't know about you, but these laws constraining my natural manhood, I'm brushing my shoulder with the rest of the who cares lawyers. Don't get lost in legalese. Man up and woman back your man. I don't know what this means either. Uh, I'm sorry to hear of the uh, laws constraining my natural manhood. 
what are those? I actually, I'm aware of like cultural pushback that like traditional masculinity is bad. Is that, has is that, that been, to what you're referring Zoe? I don't know. I apologize. Don't um, know. I don't know. I'm sorry. Eyes that eyes that watch 69. <laughs> one of two uh, big fan from the UK what advice would you give a 27 year old looking to find a lady I really struggle with apps because it's so fake and BS I need to find hope in our third chairman John son imposed lockdown any insight welcomed and he I also assume said, this is a Boris reference is chairman Johnson must mean Boris okay yeah, I guess those two words I, I assume yeah. um, and he also said what are both of your biggest singular hope thing right now hope thing hope thing I, am I illiterate or are these incredibly <laughs> difficult to understand no no it's, I, I think you're right on both of those RN is tricky because they assume he means right now uh, do I have a massive tum- pituitary tumor that's preventing <laughs> me from understanding these okay Biggest singular hope right now? I don't know. I mean, I'm really struggling to make sense of the future that lies ahead. Um, I'm hopeful that I will have enough insight to have some level of preparedness for this. Mm. And maybe I can get rich off of people's misfortune. <laughs> My biggest hope thing right now is family. Like, I can't wait to... to build a family, become a dad, all that kind of stuff. So that is, that's what keeps me going and is going to provide me motivation throughout this year and into the future. As far as a 27 year old trying to find a lady. That's not um, so bad. That's young. You do have plenty of time. So keep that in mind. Yeah. My Um, husband's 40. You got to, well, I don't know. I mean, for me, I struggled as we've talked about a a million times. I had blonde running, match.com profiles for me and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it did, it didn't yeah. work out until it did. So I wouldn't actually close the door on online, but I would not put all your, all your stock there because, uh, you know, as you mentioned, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a wasteland and it's really tough for guys. It's hyper competitive for guys. So maybe maintain hyper a few competitive. Yeah. Maybe maintain a few profiles, but I would figure out some kind of, if I was starting over now, I would, um, find some kind of social club stuff like, I don't know, get, join, join some kind of sports activity or join some kind of uh, club that's organized yeah, around an activity yeah. or join group fitness classes at the gym or just something where people are doing activities together. And, and it's, and keep in mind the one thing I would advise myself to don't just think you're going in there looking for that particular chick, look for friends, become yeah. friends with other, cause you never know. Oh, I have this friend. She's single looking for or this Some, hot sister or something like right. that. Right. So don't I still have that match.com folder though from you with all the chicks. Remember <laughs> we found that string of women that looked like the animals that they were pictured <laughs> yeah. with? There was this chick with like horse teeth that pictured next to a horse, and then there was a fish looking girl <laughs> holding up a fish, and then there was a woman holding yeah. a koala that looked oh, just yeah. like a koala. Yeah. That and then was there was weird. the chick with the huge herpes lesion. I don't remember, remember that? that one. Oh my God. Yeah, She just had like a horrible crusty. This yeah. is her profile picture. Herpes lesion. And then there was another girl who had just delivered her baby. And it was like, you know how you showed that picture oh, of me yeah. the second I delivered my baby on the air and I looked like shit. Cause I had just, you know, yeah. birthed the child. Um, there was a chick that you literally fine, used by the way, but 
Thank you. Thank yeah. you. That literally used that picture, like the first picture after. And her profile was like, I'm looking for somebody to take care of me and my son, which is like a clearly <laughs> biracial son. And I was just looking at this. I'm like, this is this is who he has to choose from. Like, it was a meme. Like it was definitely a meme yeah, photo. It was crazy. And I still um, have all those in a in a I might have lost that file. Folder. Maybe you should is it mean for me to hang on to it for laughs? I don't know. Those are no, like three I will years. hang on to it for it's like laws, three years yeah. old at this point. Um but the other thing I'll say about making friends in new spaces is if you're like me and you're the worst cold approach person ever, yeah. um it's it's a much easier way to connect with a prospect. If, yeah, if you're yeah. friends with her friend or you're friends with her brother or whatever, um, then there's it gives kind you of an a, air of credibility. Yeah. There's a little bit of built in trust versus if you're just like the guy at the bar who's like, you know, can I buy you a drink or something like that? That can work. But if you have some connection preexisting, I think you're uh, you're in better shape. OK, um, let's see. You want to circle back to these? We're behind on time. You want to yep, circle yeah. back? Later, where do we leave off so I can mark it? Um, the next one is Incrediboy. Okay. Oh yeah, I got it. Okay, let's hop back into the calls. We'll get to as many as we can here. Uh, Juggernaut is up next. Juggernaut, you there? Give him a second. El Vaquero is up after that. We. Oui. What's on Hello. your mind? Uh, nothing much. Uh, he's gonna ask, have you gotten any show, so, uh, psst, show suggestions about super chat stuff? Yeah, oh, tons. Yeah, I've been reading okay. through them. I read through a bunch of them this morning, and there's a lot okay. of um, I don't know. I wouldn't even say there's a consistent theme to them. A lot of people have the trouble is a lot of people's ideas, I think, are a little complex for what we can actually achieve. Um, in terms of like randomizing things and how to sort things like Susan's system doesn't even have sorting. Okay. We can't even like sort them by time or sort them by the amount or anything like that. So it's not that it's impossible to do those sort of things, but we'd have to create our own tool to do that. Like develop. I don't know how to code. All right. I need to learn how to code. I can't do that. So that's, that's probably the biggest hurdle is just technical limitations. Yeah, I, I was. My only suggestion was going to be um, something to think about was um, just have a separate stream where you only do super chats. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I, can't I, 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 I just can't do more content. I can't do more. There, there isn't. Even if I were like Monday nights, I have set aside for some other things, um, which are also channel related. It's not even like recreational things. It's things that I've committed myself to doing. So. I just, I, there isn't time in my current calendar to do more streams. Yeah. And, and that said, I don't, I'm not, it's not that I don't love doing the stream. I do, but it's very important to me. Like I said, that your quantity is appropriately limited because I don't want to, I don't want to put too much out there. You put too much out there and suddenly people are overwhelmed. Like I can't watch all that. I can't listen to all that. And they just check out. Yeah, it's all, it's all fine. That's just the only thing I could think of really that mm. would solve the issue. Yeah. Uh, have you, go ahead changing the subject sure. have you heard of um do you know of the gun the cz 550 i know cz uh but i don't know the 550 let me look it up the uh elephant rifle oh okay yeah i'm looking at it right now the thing is awesome it's also kind of cheap it's really powerful and i really kind of want one <laughs> what uh what caliber are we talking here 
uh, multi, uh, but this one pictured is 375 H&H. What is that? I don't even know that caliber. I don't know enough about it yet, but I know it has... I've seen people use it, and I like recently learned about it. it they, it's pretty power. It's like as powerful as a 50 BMG in some cases, depending hmm. on how it's used. It's pretty impressive. Hmm. It's bolt action, though. That's the only the only thing I don't like about it. That sounds really. fun. Well, that's fine. I mean, yeah. it, you're talking about big cartridges like this. Uh, you're probably not going to want to shoot that super fast anyway. Yeah. No. That's all I really wanted to say. Hmm. All right, CZ five fifty. I guess you want to take down a grizzly bear. <laughs> yeah, final uh, word. I suppose is um, sure. Right wing death squad is uh, is fertile, so that was the last <laughs> thing I was worried about. It's Didn't fertile. Have the COVID okay. vaccine. All right. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? What do you mean? What about the? Oh, like the COVID vaccine uh, causes infertility. Oh, I see. Nope. I see. It took me a second to get where we, you were going with that. Okay, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, yeah. But uh, well, I mean, I don't know if people are, if um, if progressives are all about their abortions and not having kids and living your life anyway, then you probably don't have to worry about the fertility. That's a secondary uh, consideration. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, man. Have a good night. Mm-hmm. El Vicero is up next. El Vicero, you there? I am here. How are you? How are you two doing tonight? Okay. How are you? I'm doing fine. And blonde, one thing I suspect you and I have in common that, but not with Matt, is we won't be watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, indeed. Oh. Although I bet your husband's going to watch it. It'll be on in your household. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, I've got a little uh, extra tinfoil for you tonight. Okay. So I don't know if you remember the last time I called, I was talking about how they can't end the lockdowns because it'll blow up the banking system. Oh, yeah, I remember. So I've been under the <clears throat> expectation that our financial system was going to take a giant shit bigger than 2008 in the 2021 to 2025 time frame for a long time now. Mm-hmm. So if you think back to 2016 with Hillary Clinton's campaign and in the debates, do you remember when she was talking about a no fly zone in Syria? Mm, vaguely sounds vaguely familiar. I'd need a refresher. That's so long ago now. So that, that was one of the few promises campaign promises that I actually believed because Russia actually has, I think it's a 99 year lease on a warm water naval facility in Tartus, Syria. Russia is not going to give that up, and that would have started World War III. Hmm. Um, so my tinfoil here is that they would have started World War III to cover up for the financial crisis that would cause us to want to tank, take some bankers' heads and look at where we are now with all the GameStop stuff and all that other stuff. Hmm. So, okay. And it's, you know, it's why I would believe, I don't, I'm not making this claim, Susan, I'm just saying I would believe if evidence was was there that COVID-19 was intentionally released. Well, I'm I'm getting there theoretically. Yeah. Skag's been there for like six months. What is <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> Says the queen of the whole thing is a hoax. You know? It is a hoax. Well, I've, so I've, well, I've seen the molecular evidence on that. It is almost certainly man-made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm willing to buy into that if it's real. Well, man, man-made means 
a lot less stable than a natural virus, which means it could have come out of the lab and after two or three months, you know, been everything that, that every, everybody claimed, and then after two or three months turned into a nothing burger. Well, see, that, that to me, also theoretically, Susan, speaks to the design. Because if you wanted to do this, if you wanted to release it as a control mechanism and a way to ca- to capitalize on the election, you would want something that you could plausibly gin up as a huge risk and, and would biologically actually infect people, but at the same time wouldn't put you, the person with the lever of power, at risk from contracting or dying of this thing. Right. So, I mean, it's it's hard not to be tinfoily if you actually pay attention to what's going on and, and like actually read some of the scientific papers and stuff, which hmm. I have. It's like, Oh boy. I mean, okay. First, do you have a, Do you have a few examples? Yeah. So, well, I mean the fact that there's last I checked 35 mainstream scientific peer reviewed papers that ivermectin is a super effective treatment and prophylaxis for COVID-19 and probably a bunch of other viruses too. The fact that it's not being used widely because it's cheap and it has a 40-year safety uh, safety uh, record. I mean, it should be over-the-counter. Um, another one is, so the, the virus's closest relative is RATG13. Hmm. It has a sequence of 70-some-odd nucleotides that are exactly the same in the same place with, with uh, COVID-19 until COVID-19 got into the population and it started mutating. That does not happen in nature it just does not happen hmm. so i mean it's and, and it's man-made and we we probably funded it peter dosak is the guy that signed off on the grant that probably funded the research that created that virus hmm. so i mean it's <laughs> hmm. i mean i know it's it's so simple but the thing i can't get over is the useful timing too i it, i'll just never get past that this thing I, yeah. Came out with perfect election timing right after yeah. the impeachment thing went nowhere. And there were strains showing in our banking system last year. I mean, we were, we're not doing QE4. And it's like, yeah, you're just saying that because you weren't buying mortgage-backed securities. You were only doing uh, government bonds. Mm. Now they're buying government-backed security or mortgage-backed securities. So, I'm just introducing another angle that it our financial system's about to take a shit. And I think if I could figure that out because of the plays between it and the energy markets, they sure as hell could figure it out. Well, let me ask you this before we let you go. If you're worried about market crashes or the dollar inflation of the dollar or anything like that, where's the smartest place to put what you have? That's a really tough question. Um, A lot of people always go back to precious metals. Mm. I include lead and brass is a Mm. precious metal um, because bad economies is when people start, you know, like civil wars and stuff. Yeah. Um, Plus all the political shit that's going on. But anyways, I just Mm. thought you might like to hear that interesting tinfoil. I I do think that Hillary Clinton was supposed to start world war three and Trump screwed it up. (laughs) Yeah, maybe (laughs) I wouldn't put it past these people, man. All right. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Talk to you later. Bye. Sounds good. Filthy nice up next. Filthy, you there? Filthy. You're up. You're up. Don't say anything. Don't say anything Susan wouldn't like. (laughs) (laughs) What's on your mind, man? Well, um, I was just, I was just reading an article, uh, 
about Australian law lawmakers asked uh, uh, were asked to change policy by Mark Zuckerberg. About what? Just like it, Facebook? Uh, was, or about speech stuff or what? It was in order to discuss rules making internet giants pay news outlets for their content. I was just about to dive into it. Well, wait, the... <laughs> Are you saying Facebook wants a law to require Facebook to pay news outlets? Am I understanding that correctly? Or did I... No. They want to be paid. Oh, what? Facebook wants to be paid by content creators or news outlets? Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. And they want the government to require that. Why wouldn't Facebook just say, uh, here, a new rule, you have to pay to use our service? Yeah. Hmm. We might have a spotty connection here. It seems like. Yeah, I can't. I can't hear. You still there? Yeah, I got it. Yes, I'm I'm still here. Okay. Well, if you have uh, more thoughts on it, we'll just let you go and then we'll respond to it. uh, Just because the connection's a little iffy. Well, uh, can you. Can you not hear me right now? Yeah, we can. It's just, it seems like there's a little bit of a delay and it's kind of choppy. So if you have thoughts on it, just go. I just, I I just wanted to say hey to you guys. I've, I've been in the the server for years. I've been subbed you guys for a long time. And uh, I joke every time I'm in the call in waiting room about it's been three years, maybe tonight, maybe tonight. (laughs) You have Um, never made it in before. This is the first time. This is the first time. Well, that's good to hear. Thanks for patience, man. And thanks for listening. Uh, I do want to make a point of uh, maybe getting a little bit of a gaming related stuff. Uh, Not necessarily content from you, Matt. Just, you know. Something. Thing is, I hardly play anymore. Some opinions or. Yeah, I just, oh, man, I play so little and I, I have like I, I've been playing since it came out Assassin's Creed Valhalla because I'm interested in like the Viking stuff oh, and the what? Norse mythology yeah. and just, you know, it's a Viking video game blonde. You play as a, a big, tall Nordic man that you would admire and you run around shoving axes Ew. in people's skulls. You know, it's the kind of video game you would be interested in. But I, I just I'm down to like maybe a couple hours a week tops of video game time. I don't even with all that's been going on right now, I don't know if I've played for the last week or two. So as much as I still enjoy video games, I'm just too far out of it to give any meaningful opinions or analysis in that area. Unfortunately. Oh, I gotta tell you, it is a great stress reliever. Hmm. If nothing else, especially VR, I got, I got a rich cousin who's got uh, a VR headset Hmm. and I sneak over there every once in a while. Um, And, um, I love that Pavlov. I, I, I don't actually play Counter-Strike, but playing the Counter-Strike equivalent on VR yeah. just feels so good to stick a knife into somebody's ear. <laughs> I have not, I've not tried it, but <laughs> I, I bet it's pretty cool. Joke. And and I just, um, I, as far as turning my brain off type activities to chill out, video games are top tier for sure. I, I hope I get a little bit oh, of yeah. extra time coming up soon. All right, man. Well, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good night. You as well. You too. Okay. No guard up next. Let's see if we can get a couple more before we hop into our email questions. Uh, No guard. You're good to go if you're ready. 
Let him hang out. Dangerous Space is up after that. Uh, Dangerous Space, is he there? I had push talk on. Are you guys doing well? Oh, yeah, there we go. All right. What's on your mind, man? Uh, are you hearing me? Yeah. Can I you can hear, hear us, us all right? Oh, we might have some <sighs> trouble. No guard, but I'll let you hang out a second. Maybe you can get that figured out. Um, Dangerous Space, is he there? Yeah. What's on your mind, man? Okay. <laughs> Do we have technical problems on our end now? Can anybody hear us? I can, I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? Hey. Yeah, yeah. Go for it if you're ready. Well, hang on. No Guardy, have you, no Guardy, have you muted the stream? Are you hearing both? Yeah, I, don't, I just don't think he can hear us. It must be a weird connection. It, he might be on mobile too because it just dipped him out. No, I might, I might reach out to him after this and, and okay. check, uh, take problems, try and sort him out. I'm pretty sure he's weeks. called in before though. So I, I don't know. I, I, I recognize the name. Um, uh, possibly. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, g'day guys. I just figure we'd have a quick chat this week about about how bad Jen Psaki is at her job. Well, only I, only we're saying that though. The left thinks that she's awesome. Yeah, but the left will say anything if it's uh supportive or good for the left. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite comment and, and, that I saw about her this week was a Twitter reply because they the people are digging into her old tweets and noticing that she said some edgy hot takes in the past. So they're trying to rip her for that. I don't care much about that. But someone responded, hey, Jen, you suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> With a capital P. Uh, yeah. But have you guys seen the I, I don't know how often it's happened, but where she'll flick through a book and try to find the point she's trying to make. Yeah. And uh, hang on, I'll just, uh, that, that is really painful. Cause the thing with, um, I, I've mentioned that I've done PR in the past as mm-hmm. one of my majors for journalism. I don't know if I've mentioned, we actually had to do as one of our activities, an actual news conference. Really? Like, oh, well, wow. When I, when I say an actual one, not like, like for the news, like but you have people one. posing as reporters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. people ask questions. We had to basically what you should be doing is you are prepared with the answers. And I would suggest that um, when Kaylee was doing it, she wasn't doing it because she didn't necessarily know the answers. She was just doing it. Okay, I know this section covers this topic. I'm guessing she probably just had some prompts. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm guessing she didn't. Yeah, you know, with the exception of. I'm going to read out the actual headlines. Hmm. Uh, I'm guessing she just had prompts because that is basically what Jen's job is, is she needs to know broadly what the questions are going to be and be able to come back with an answer that actually relates to the questions. Yeah. That's the theory of what she needs to be doing. So when someone says, should this person maybe not be involved in advising about GameStop because they have a conflict of interest, which was... It wasn't worded quite like that, but that was basically the point. Right. And she goes, oh, but she deserved the money she got paid from that company. That that wasn't the question. Yeah, yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, that was that was uh, that was a rough one. I don't think anyone should be surprised that this woman with financial expertise was paid to deliver her financial expertise. Well, nobody cares. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and again, that wasn't the question. So it's yeah. like, well, who cares if she deserved the money she got paid? That's not really the point. And it's just painful to watch because I'm like, 
she strikes me as she's not had any media training, which that's her job. I'm looking at her history right now because I forgot what exactly she did under the Obama administration. So she she was deputy communications director when Obama took office. Then she moved to spokesperson for the State Department and then moved to White House communications director all the way until the end of Obama's term. So she was doing communications for Obama the whole eight years, it looks like. Yeah. Oh, not. She well, did take I mean, a little bit of a gap in there, I guess. There was um, in 2012, she was yeah. out, but basically the whole time. Yeah. But regardless, yeah. she's not very good at a job. She, because her job is basically media management, and she doesn't seem like she has any experience in media management, which, considering that was her job pre CNN contributor, is really making it even worse. It's so painful. Oh to my watch. god, I forgot she was a CNN political contributor. But you're right. I'm looking at it in the Wikipedia right now. What? When? I don't. I have no memory. The last three uh, years. I think it was like 2015 to 2017. Like the I whole think, Trump yeah. year, uh, 2017 to 2020, the whole Trump term. Huh. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. She's just she's bad. So she either needs to get better, or they need to get someone else in because she yeah. I I'm pretty sympathetic to the position because you're just having questions. Although being Trump's press secretary is a lot different than being Biden's press secretary. Most people, yeah. when you're Biden's press secretary, are not going to be critical of you. They're going to toss softballs and they're going to go home. That said, it. If if anyone has to sit and answer questions for an hour straight, you're never going to answer all of them well, no matter how skilled you are. So I try not to be too unfair to her, but yeah, but also she's a dumb bitch. So <laughs> what do you want? Well, I, well, you know what? Just quickly give you a context. So for the press conference, we had to we had to make up a crisis because okay. that was the whole point. We had to yeah. be able to answer for a crisis. We made up that we were from the Red Cross. We were part of the blood um, donation section whatever they call it and that a girl had got a 12 year old kid had got aids from one of our blood donations wow <laughs> okay we got a fantastic we got a great mark because we were prepared we knew what we were doing we knew how everything ran we knew all the processes what was your explanation for the and aids then, that's what's most important oh it, it was just something along the lines of uh there was a taint there was a tainted sample that got through from but we what? could explain. I, I don't know. I can't, this was a few years ago. But we could explain. <laughs> we knew the processes of how we could track down all the rest of the blood, how we could get it recalled, how we could. We knew everything. Oh, okay. So was for a it was explaining a time. reaction, not a cause. I'm just curious of where the AIDS came from. <laughs> That's... We probably did. We probably did explain the cause yeah. as well as much as we could. Yeah. Um. But my point being is this was a university assignment and we were on top of it. We knew what to do. This is her job. Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't have to be good at it because she's a chick. And she works for Biden. And she works for Biden, yeah. Didn't protect Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Hmm. All right. Any any closing thoughts from you? quite an extreme example, so... Um, no, I think, I think not very, yeah, you guys are already over time. So I'll just let, let you go. All right. Um, well, thank you, man. And thank you as always for your help on the server. Appreciate it. No worries. You guys have a good, uh, good evening. You as well. Bye-bye. Okay. We will end calls there for the night. Um, actually maybe I'll try a uh, no guardy. I know he got the boot, but actually I don't see him hanging out. Oh no, here we go. I'll just, I'll see if we can get him back. But other than that, we will, uh, we will call it a night on the calls. No, Guardi, are you still there? Uh, yeah, can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
All right, last great. word from you if you'd like. Yeah, well, I did want to mention that uh, I'm kind of considering respelling my name just to give Blonde a few more traps. Uh, <laughs> sure. Um, so I kind of liked what Initial D did earlier with the like three options of things. Uh, mm-hmm. I sort of study eco- e- economics and uh, looking at this whole shorting situation, I, I kind of wanted to give you the options of uh, talking about the purpose of shorts in a stock market, like mm-hmm. theoretically. Uh, how the way we're doing shorts is entirely fraudulent Ooh. or how the entire banking system is a fraud. Whole banking system. We already talked about shorts. A few All right. Tonight. Okay. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay. So you have $10. You take the $10, you go to the bank. The bank says, okay, we will hold these $10 for you. You can take the $10 back anytime you want. Then you leave. You're like, cool. I have $10. They take nine of those dollars and they give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So now there's two people who both believe they own those $9. Mm-hmm. And so that is just fraud on its face because only one person can actually own that money. Well, isn't it the same with fractional reserve banking? Oh, that's what fractional reserve banking is. Yeah. Oh, I thought for some reason you were talking about shorts. You just said you're not. But they're doing the same thing with shorts too. It's like uh, if you're shorting 140% of outstanding stock, then nobody actually owns that. Yeah, yeah, it's a similar thing of like, you know, I I borrow a stock from you, I sell that short to somebody, then I yeah. borrow that stock from them, and then I sell that to a third person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Three all this is, all is fraudulent. Yeah, yes. and so the problem is, in both the banking and the short case, that you think you can immediately get that stock back or get that money back. So like, if I wrote a contract with you and I said, okay... For the next one month, I am lending my stock to you. And at the end of that one month, you return the stock to me. I know I don't own that stock in that time. And so it's, you know, I don't think that I can just get a claim on it. I don't expect to be able to sell it off to somebody else and, you know, make that call in. Yeah. And so I'm assuming a risk in letting you short it. And that's, you know, why you pay me because that, you know, when you, when you short a stock, you have to pay interest on the, what you have laid out in the same way with loaning out money is, you're paying interest because you're taking the risk that the money's not going to be there when you get back. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we never think of it that way. And so that lets the banks just make all sorts of interest. And, you know, the f- central banks can just pretend that this is real money as well. Um, and, you know, we need to not let them do that basically because it is entirely fraud and, yeah, I think it was it, it was uh, Al Vaquero who was saying that uh, everything's going to come crashing down, and that's going to be one of the reasons is because people try to get their money and they realize that it isn't there, and then you know they call up the FDIC and get their yeah. two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That is nineteen twenty nine all over again. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, it won't be nineteen twenty nine because in nineteen twenty nine people couldn't get their money out of the banks because the banks ran out of money. Yeah. This time, the banks will just not be allowed to run out of money. Yeah. So instead, everything will okay. just cost two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll ask. I'll ask the same question to you in closing that I that I asked El Vaquero. Uh, as someone who has a, a financial understanding, where do you think the smart place to put your money is if you are worried about this sort of stuff? Uh, well, I have been buying silver. Up. Okay as much as I can, uh, whether that's smart. Uh, I have a friend who works in finance and he tells me I'm missing out on a lot of potential growth. Mm-hmm. And I tell him that this is entire society is going to collapse. And so, you know, I want something that people will believe is money in six months. 
Hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I am too. Like I'm start, I'm stopping to think of stopping think about investments and more of just like what will hold value. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a gains thing. It's like can I count on this in a year's time, two years time, three, four? Mm-hmm. That sort of yeah, stuff. And, and it's nice because you know a quarter ounce of silver in a round is about the size of a quarter, like yeah. you know, our U.S. quarters. Yeah, and its value is uh, seven bucks right now. Okay, and so that's just a nice little hey, this is a meal. Yeah, and yeah. then you know you can get your nine millimeter round for your smaller <laughs> denominations. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for the thoughts, man. Yeah, cheers. Have a have good night, night, guys. Okay, that will do it on calls tonight. I appreciate you guys. Uh, appreciate your patience, and um, and uh, we will get to the email questions here as we always do. Again, I'll remind uh, people who want to email questions. Um, start using the form on the website if that's you. If you'd like to, if you'd like to email questions, head on over to the website on the contact page, mattchristiansonmedia.com/contact. I'll be linking it in the YouTube description too. Uh, there is a form to submit your questions so that everything's in one easy, organized place. That helps us. That helps you. And we will go with that method for the coming weeks. Uh, first question tonight is from Jack. Uh, says I, He says, I closed my Gabin Mines account well before their servers got axed. Right-wing social media fails to bring any sense of fun or creativity. Instead, these alternatives feel like black pill parties and self-pitying circles. I have yet to see a right-wing equal to PewDiePie, Mandalorian, or WAP. Right-wing media has one trick up their sleeve, uh, complain, and complaining isn't fun or attractive. Question is, why embrace alt-media? If the only thing the right-wing media is going to do is act like a bunch of Shapiros and complain about the left-wing media they consume, why leave left-wing media? Well, I would push That's back... A good question. I would push back on the characterization a little. I think Gab... I think Gab and Minds are both highly innovative, actually. Yeah. I think Gab has done a lot of impressive work with their, um, it was the Dissenter plugin, right, where they made a comment section right. on the entire yeah, internet. They've yeah. done Gab TV. They have thought about ways to build creative new products beyond yeah. what Twitter has. Gab suffers from the echo chamber fate that you describe because it ends up being the place that people who are banned on Twitter or friends of people who are banned on Twitter go. Go, right. So uh, I don't... I'm, but he's right about the complaining. I mean, we. I just literally told somebody that I, I can't really pose any solutions. Um, <laughs> but I mean, if you want to... I think what you're talking about is the desire to withdraw for, from social media. And I mm. think that that's a legitimate response to the political climate right now. Yeah, I suppose that could be an option too. The, the other defense I'll say... and. This doesn't mean that we, because I, 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 I don't disagree with your premise. I don't think that we have cultural icons on the level of PewDiePie or shows like Mandalorian or musical if music songs like WAP. PewDiePie is based. He probably is. He has. Do you remember his, that stuff? We made all those African children say all that stuff about the Jews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I got all those hit pieces written about. Yeah. Him. So he gets it, but like politics is not his bread and butter. So yeah, yeah. Um. And WAP, things like WAP, I'm not sure we should want to replicate, although music is important. I, I get it. Um, no. But the other difficulty here is you talk about building things, cultural pieces of entertainment like that on a massive scale. It's more than just making it. There's so Think of the infrastructure that is Hollywood that has been in construction for decades. It's one thing to make a great movie from scratch. You have to make entire studios, entire production companies, yeah. entire casts of actors and producers and all of that. 
when you make, consider all that, Gab seems like quite the accomplishment, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I agree that we shouldn't be sitting around complaining and we should be building or it's not even either or you can complain and build. It's just don't stop building. I agree. But, um, but easier said than done for things on the cultural level of say Mandalorian, um, because it was so much infrastructure is required ahead of time to produce something like that, that if we want to make that, it, that's, that's years off, potentially decades off. Yep. Um, let's see. Errol's up next. Matt, if you could travel back in time and undo the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1965, would you? Uh, it's hard for me to speak to the specifics of the law. I think we've talked about immigration on this show a fair amount. In general, I want people with merit and value who want to come to this country to provide it because that provides goods and services for this country and opportunities for Americans. I'm not, um, I'm not a... St- close the borders entirely person i would like to find good talent that can improve this country that seems sensible to me um as far as the specific act though i'm not well versed enough in the law in that particular law to tell you whether it should remain or be um be repealed i know a lot of people are not fans but i'm not i'm not i can't tell you a lot of the provisions of that law off the top of my head to to tell you if i think it should be repealed or not but that's my general philosophy on immigration and if you if you had to ask me, like I would like that sort of scalpel approach. But if the answer is everybody comes in or nobody comes in, like okay, let's put a pause on this this sort of thing. We clearly have, uh, we're clearly on the the wrong side of this right now. Especially now that Biden is announcing thousands and thousands more refugees will be coming in every year. If you're coming here to to produce and you believe in the values of this country and you have something to offer, I'm listening. If you're coming here to take yep, advantage of the get country, out. Get out. I I understand your perspective, but uh but um we're we're way on the wrong side of this particular arrangement right now. Something's got to be scaled back. And if we could get at least to merit-based system instead of things like the diversity lottery waiver which bring in uh Uzbek terrorists into Manhattan or whatever. We don't need things like that. We need to be looking for merit. Uh, and uh, if we're going to have any sort of system of immigration at all. Um, no name. No, the Matt's answer was uh, incorrect. Uh, if you do opine. I know it was addressed to no, me. No, we've but had this. We've had this discussion like so many times. I feel like our regular viewers probably are really tired of it. It's um, been a little while since we've rehashed it, but yeah. I guess I'll give her Matt and I are, are always going to be at odds. I think that removing the, the most skilled and highest IQ laborers from countries with, uh, with low IQs just creates a brain drain problem, adds nothing to our country while being highly detrimental to their countries, thereby ergo, uh, decreasing the, the net profitability in the world. Uh, and because their countries get all fucked up from the brain drain, we have to take more of their immigrants consequently. And so I'm like in this camp, like, I don't care what your skill is or how badly you want to leave your shithole country. That's not my problem or my responsibility. I don't have to let you in. Uh, if, if you're going to marginally improve our country, like there's no reason that we can't find some European of, of European descent, like white American guy to be a ear, nose and throat doctor or whatever. Like we don't need, we don't need these Indian doctors. Well, the question There's- is, do people choose that? Because 
obviously people have to choose their industry and their profession voluntarily. And I just don't think it's realistic to be the best at literally everything in the world. That's a great goal. But there are going to be industry uh, innovators across the globe in a variety of disciplines. I just don't think we can be literally the best at every single possible discipline. Right. But but you're operating under this presumption that we in our country have to have the best of everything and that's going to make our country better. I reject that hypothesis. You don't want the best of everything? No, I don't think that we're making the country better or making the world better or the country better by taking people that are the best at any given profession and putting them in our country. It's it's creating a litany of of other problems for well, of cultural this, problems, this where, of cohesion issues, of all, all is, sorts is of problems. Is your claim that they, they make this country worse or that they harm their home country by leaving? Both. OK, but where does this uh <laughs> Where does this sudden concern for the welfare of other countries come from? Because that seems kind of selective. Because I don't want to take their immigrants because their country is is not as sustainable as it would be if they weren't having these brain drain problems. I guess my question would be, in what other context do you care about the welfare of other countries? Oh, I don't. Um, (laughs) I'm talking about when when there is brain drain in these in these countries, uh, then we have to deal with their lower level immigrants, too. Because their yeah, societies are worse off. I th- yeah. I, and in that sense, I think you're, you're making an argument that because it harms other countries, it imposes a liability on us later. It's not as strict like they're harmed. It's that it creates a problem for us to solve because they're harmed. Oh, yeah. The, no part of this is because I feel benevolence towards lesser I just, countries. I just That's wanted to clarify that. I thought you were coming no. from like this open hearted perspective. Where you... Oh, no, 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 okay. no. I just don't want to deal with it later. I see. I, like because yeah. so we could have like five percent better doctors or whatever. We have all these social cohesion problems. Why? Why? I, I see no evidence that it's making our country. Well, I, I just I just don't know that it's an either or. I I would operate in a world where you can attract the best and recruit the best without without sacrificing social cohesion or causing mm. riots in the streets. Maybe Wouldn't that's that a little too, maybe that's a little too optimistic, but. I will point out, as I always do in every time we rehash this conversation, what we're talking about is splitting hairs here. I guess nobody's watching this after the fact, but, you know, (laughs) what we're talking about is splitting hairs 90 degrees left of center and where the conversation that this country is, is 90 degrees on the other side of that. So, um, yeah, I mean, and, and as I will always say, if if I had to pick between your prescriptions and the prescriptions of the democratic party presently, um, all right, build the fences, build the walls. Yeah. Uh, let's go. All right. Thank you for, uh, thank you to our regular listeners for bearing with that once more. Ashley's up next. Oh God. <laughs> Ashley, you've Wait, gone we and done missed it. One. Oh, 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 yeah, you're right. Thank God. There's one coming up that, Okay, Ashley will come up after this one. Then it's back to another issue. Just wait, that's a teaser. Am I I reading this one? Yeah, I'm up, right? No name. In regards to the 23-year-old considering, how do you pronounce it? Seppuku? It's a Japanese word for like suicide by sword, right? Yeah. Hear me, young man, you're not alone. You're the first person I've heard this from. I'm... Or you're, uh, you're not the first person I've heard this from. I'm 31, and I've been there, and I've worked with younger guys uh, who think they're who think like you're thinking right now. I think this is in regards to a caller last week is what this is referencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like blonde said, you could be in a different place in two years. Just hold on. Things will be hard, then easy, then hard again. 
that's life my guy also i'm also in socal and i can't wait to leave just build yourself up and aim for something better thank you for the thoughts and um and if that listener is listening i hope he uh i hope he adopts that attitude you know i've noticed a lot of the times um when we hear calls or messages of this theme it does seem to me like it's males between age say 20 25 in that range 20 to 30 yeah maybe a little higher Mm. but when i look back at myself between 20 and 25 so much changed so much changed and i had such a comparatively meaningless life it's not to say that i like you know, it wasn't meaningless. I'm saying comparatively lacking value. Like things have gotten so much better because I've taken time to work toward goals and try to build something. If you feel like you haven't accomplished anything and you're, and you're 23 or whatever, even at whatever age this applies, but especially when you're young, like, trust me, things, things do get a lot better. Um, and, and when you, when you just take the opportunity to work, uh, to put a little bit of effort in each day to build a better version of yourself, to become a more skilled person, a smarter person, a stronger person, whatever it is, you might not see it on a day by day basis, but suddenly you wake up 30 and you compare yourself to 23 and you're like, damn, I guess I did do a lot. I guess (laughs) I am a better version of myself. That's really cool. So yeah, don't, don't think that you're supposed to be some hero in your early twenties. Most of us are not. Here we go. Okay. Ashley's got a 20 minute question for blood. I'll be quick. Ashley, she sent this twice too. Blonde, why are you against circumcision? I'm confused by this. I don't want to dog on you, Ashley, in case you're a new listener. I don't know why you're confused by this. I I hate having to defend my position. It's like God didn't want you guys not to have foreskins. You'd be born without foreskins. All right. First of all, if you're confused by this because of the Christianity aspect, there is no biblical or Christian basis for circumcision. There isn't. I can talk to you about this through email, but I have answered the Christianity aspect on this show like no fewer than four times, so I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, Ashley. In terms of <laughs> logistical reasons, if you look at the reasons that they circumcised, so in the 80s when um millennials were born mostly, 85% of men of young boys were circumcised. Now, it's 45 to 50% in America. Almost no European men are circumcised. Um, the reason for this is that the reasons that they circumcised in the eighties were that it reduced the incidence of penile cancer. The average age of onset of penile cancer is 91. It is a cancer for old men. It's like me getting a prophylactic mastectomy because I'm worried about getting breast cancer when I'm in my nineties. Like everybody gets fucking cancer when they're old. That's a retarded reason to circumcise. The other one is like acting like boys are so stupid that they can't clean out their own foreskin. Okay. And the other thing is STD transmissibility. First of all, nobody should be having premarital sex. Nobody. Don't have premarital sex. I, that's a whole different thing, but we talked about that too. Um, but in the studies that they did, the STD reduction, it was an STD in, in HIV. And if you aren't having promiscuous anal sex or like sex with prostitutes or IV drug users, you are not going to get HIV. So why does it matter if you have a 40 to 50% reduction in HIV rates? It doesn't fucking matter. There's no reason to be cutting off foreskins to prevent men from getting a disease that they only get by promiscuous anal sex or IV drug use. It makes no fucking sense. 
I don't know why anybody does this. The, the cleaning your dick thing is like the best argument that, that anybody has. And the only other argument I've heard from people is like, oh, I wanted my kid's dick to look like my dick. You don't walk around with your dick on your forehead. You, you, I don't know what where all this dick comparison is going on. No, like where our dad's I've like, I've seen some comparing in certain locker rooms. Never participated, to be clear. No, but this but. like father and son thing. Do, do dads walk around? They're like, oh, son, what does your dick look like? Oh, let me see your dick. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, why do you care if your dick looks like your dad's dick? Don't cut off pieces of your dick for no reason. What? What, what do you? Am I crazy? It's it, this is insanity. I, I can't believe anybody does this anymore. If you have a young son, or you're you're pregnant, or you're gonna have, just don't circumcise them. Just don't do it. Team foreskin. There you go, Ashley. That was five minutes or less. That was pretty good time wise. Uh, thank you. All right. And the question was addressed to you, so I'm gonna leave it there. Chris M says, assume the <laughs> pandemic hysteria response ends one day without massive political violence and we return to what was previously normal it's a big assumption i know in many areas the law enforcement uh law enforcement community or agencies have lost a great deal of esteem respect particularly in the firearms community though it is not strictly pandemic related do you think most people will quickly go back to trusting them or will it be a long road to regain favor if they can at all uh trust from whom because i think they'll it is a staple piece of the of the platform of the democratic party to hate and malign the cops at this point they're they're never going back to respect for the police except for in the context of the capitol riot where uh brian sicknick lays in the capitol rotunda because uh, we like cops now but if you're david dorn and you were murdered by people outside of a pawn shop screw you dude you don't count that that riot was for the right reasons they've pissed Um, off everybody haven't they i mean god yeah, although, um, well, I mean, I still, I believe in police in the in what they are, what they are designed to do, or what police agencies are designed to do, which is protect and defend your rights, like all pieces of government. So, I, I don't want to. Um, I want to treat every cop as an individual. I'm not going to assume a cop is a bad guy until he does bad guy stuff to me or to my community. Um. That said, is my trust in police damaged this year? Yeah, I would say. I've seen more police doing really constitutionally questionable things just because they were told to do it. How long would it take to regain that trust? Um, For me, it's tough for me to say because I live in a a pretty, relatively speaking, a common sense place. So I haven't seen a lot of this abusive policing firsthand. So to me, that trust is it's not so damaged that I wouldn't trust the average cop I encounter on the street. Um, But if you lived in one of these more authoritarian places, maybe so, I don't know. Do you, how, what will it, do you feel like your trust in police has been compromised and will it take a long time to return or will it return? Uh, yeah, I think it's been compromised. I, you know, every time I think about the cops now, I just think about baked Alaska being like, you're an oath breaker. (laughs) That's, that was a real moment for me too, because I was like, yeah, like don't you guys forget, a, he caused three suicides by doing that too. Yeah, seriously, forty-five suicides caused by baked Alaska. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I do kind of feel like they have uh, obfuscated their uh, 
their duty to the constitutional values, although the constitution doesn't mean shit anymore. So in that way, I'm grateful to them for showing everybody that we basically live in a police state and the constitution doesn't mean anything. So hmm. I've made well, feelings about the police. If you want the constitution to defend you, you have to defend the constitution first. It's yeah, as simple as I'm that. not. No, I'm any not pe- there's there is no wisdom that could ever be written on a piece of paper. There's no wisdom so wise that the piece of paper can protect you. You have to protect the piece of paper first. You have to protect what it represents. Otherwise, it means nothing. I have no institutional power, though. So I can't I can't um, protect it. I can be like, oh, I, the Constitution I'm is closer, blah, 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 blah. I'm closer to agreeing with that today than I was last year at this time. That said, I still think we have opportunities available to us that we should that we should exercise. The reason I was laughing was not because of what you were saying about the Capitol raid. The reason I was laughing is because speaking of the Newsmax interview, one thing that kind of got me off my game to start, like I don't have, I don't, the, the host, this is the first time I've ever talked to her is live on air. That's part of the problem. I don't know oh, no. who that's, this is or rough. what kind of jokes I can make or what I can say. So yeah. she starts talking about the Capitol raid and disavowing it for like 30 seconds straight. Like worst thing ever. <laughs> Nobody supports this. And I'm like, you don't listen to my show. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't hear my stream that night when half the callers were like, well, uh, I can see some real positives here. Um, well, yeah. What so, they uh, did was Sean, Sp- Sean Spicer had seen some of your videos. Yeah, they saw one video about Apple and Parler. And then never watched the podcast. And no. now they will rue the day that they made this association with you. Maybe you'll get your hit piece. Maybe. They asked... Um, what do you want to put on your Chiron? And I was like, oh, just put my name and everything. All my stuff's on my website. So just put macrosthemedia.com. Yeah. And they said, um, said, well, like, what, what's the name of your podcast and stuff? We'll put that up there. And I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> it's not that I didn't want to promote it. But I, what I said was like, well, that's half my work, though. And like all my stuff is over on the yeah. website. So I'd just rather promote that. But I was thinking like. Yeah, you guys don't watch that stream. <laughs> I definitely know you don't. You did the right thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's kind of protective for them in a way. Like, I don't want the, I don't want them to get in trouble because of me. It's not that I'm, it's not that I have any source of embarrassment about this. Show. I wouldn't do this show if I was embarrassed of it, but yeah, it, I, I know, know that yeah. I know that taken the wrong way, they could get other people in trouble. You know, you know who makes out like a bandit with this arrangement? me because you (laughs) become less credible because of your association with me but it lends an air of credibility to me even though generally i'm not credible so this is this is perfect i'm I'm one step away from like tim pool and newsmax and then on the other side i've got like well people would say newsmax is fringe insanity anyway that's crazy town but um but I, i don't necessarily feel that way i can say okay would i be would i be seen as like more center approachable or more i i don't know like uh, if it was just me and i was doing just my solo videos would that be more mass consumable potentially but the thing i love about this show is not just that views are different and we can go back and forth about that it gives me a place to relax a little bit more and toss around somewhat crazy ideas for fun just as spitballing thought experiments that i wouldn't do if i'm sitting down doing a video on my own in a formal sense. Cause I want that stuff to be like, I want that to be more strictly constructed and be more yeah. harder to argue against. Whereas half yeah. the stuff we're talking about this show, like hypothetically, Susan, if this happened, I, I don't have an outlet for that other than this show. That's true. So 
I, you know, if I'm losing credibility, then uh, so be it, I suppose. Incompetent Hand says, not long ago, kids were opening ice cream in the store, licking it, and then putting it back on the shelf. Now I have to wear a mask, and if I try to shake someone's hand, I'm met with an elbow. <laughs> I don't want the great reset, but is a cultural reset inevitable? Jordan Peterson ugh, spoke to the, man, to the moral harm of believing one thing, saying another, and acting somewhere in between. That's rich. Can we get back to a Jordan place did nothing wrong where self-harmonizing is societally rewarded? Conversely, what do you think of the acceleration accelerationist argument that change will come sooner if we introduce chaos, not to break society, but to wake it up? Um, you know, I used to be an accelerationist, but then I realized that that really wasn't a point of view. It was just an interpretation of existing reality. And the accelerationists are the people that instituted this pandemic for the express purpose of securing the election that that's really yeah they're accelerating who, in a different direction who's really the accelerationist i'm just yeah. like getting freeze-dried food or something um is cultural reset inevitable yeah we're we're watching it it's no longer an inevitability it's like a it's an actuality this is happening before our eyes real time yeah, I, I think the splits are too severe to survive long term. And I can talk about appreciating things like the GameStop episode and people with differing ideologies coming together. But at the end of the day, are the trolley and caps and the actual communists coming together for similar values? Their only value is messing with the powers that be. But yeah. one side of that arrangement generally does believe that you should have the freedom to trade goods and services and reach the maximum possible potential wealth for yourself and the other side of that arrangement would would have the very concept of stock trading nuked if they could so what do we have to bond around it it's it's nice to have those things momentarily but we just don't share i can't name i can't name a single value that i share with the democratic party anymore I, because i don't think that they share an appreciation of of the bill of rights in general or the constitution overall or the declaration or any of the founding philosophy of this country yeah. so if we don't share that, like, how is how is sharing a country supposed to be possible long term? It, it makes yeah. conflict probably inevitable. Uh, sorry, what's the next one? The last one. It's uh, do the Deuteronomy one. In Deuteronomy twenty eight, this is from management. Uh, God describes what will happen if you do not follow His commandments. Verse thirty two: "Quote your sons and daughters will be given to another man or another man, another nation." I can't even read at this point. No, it's that time of night and you will wear out your eyes watching for them day after day, powerless to lift a hand. And in verse 30, uh, 43 and 44 quote, the foreigners who reside among you will rise above you higher and higher, but you will sink lower and lower. They will lend to you, but you will not lend to them. They will, uh, they will be the head and you will be the tail. Do you think that, uh, by us allowing communism into our nations, we have brought this on ourselves as we have seen in Europe and coming soon to America. Do you think that by allowing communism in our nations, we have brought this on ourselves? Hmm. We've seen in Europe and coming soon. I mean, I, do you want to answer this while I reread this whole question? It, well, it's hard for me to answer. I guess I'd have to know by what you mean by allowing communism. Um, this is a very... Well, this is a, that sort of thought about allowing communism is a very interesting thing to think about. Like, did McCarthy actually do nothing wrong? 
Um, yes. <laughs> because you know that I'm going to be in general philosophically opposed to policing or banning ideology because I believe that those things are going to be defeated through the battle of ideas, through the marketplace of ideas, all of that. That's the proper avenue to take those things on. That said, what happens when subversive ideologies like communism decide to infiltrate Hollywood and decide to win that battle in a different way by not engaging in that sort of debate that you value and that your country is supposed to uphold and and maintain what, how do you solve it then? Because as much as I believe that communism will fall when placed in comparison to alternative structures for society in the mind of a reasonable man, what happens if that debate almost never makes it to the mind of a reasonable man? And it's just, uh, I don't know, the, the values of communism are just beaten into his skull by force. They have to, we have to retaliate with brute force is the obvious answer. I don't like that outcome. And I would always seek to, I don't like that process, I should say. And I would always seek to avoid it at all costs, but, but there comes a time where things are dire. I don't know where we are in that uh, historically, and I don't, you know, maybe McCarthy was on to something. I don't know. But the concept of allowing communism into your into your country is a very, it's a very interesting one. Just like the idea of, of um, well, we were speaking about the immigration topic earlier. You want liberty, you want freedom, you want respect for natural rights and minority rights. Well, that only survives so long as you maintain it with people who also believe in it. The second you start importing people who don't believe in that and don't want to maintain it, don't want to uphold it, watch it die. Liberty only survives among those who believe in it. And so what do you do? (laughs) What do you do with people who refuse to, or don't, or what? Obviously I'm not saying you put them on trains, but what I am saying is you disassociate, you, you, you leave them, you build your own thing away from them. Yeah. That's the ideal outcome. I don't know. Good, good On question. Note, I hope that got to what you were getting at or what you were asking about. Uh, let me reload this. And God, I don't know why this page is so slow to load. Super chat is. I got a couple yeah. on uh, Streamlabs or just one. Uh, Jay says the only opinion that matters in regards to green is her constituents. I, I would agree with that. She was yeah. elected to uh, she was elected by them, not House Republicans, Democrats or me. She was elected. By censuring her or removing her from committees, her constituents are being denied their voice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would I would agree with that. Certainly, she's not going to be removed. Um, they, they're not going to get the two-thirds bar to, to get her out of Congress, but they can strip her of committee assignments and do all this other bullshit. But I think that you're looking at this the right way. She was chosen by the people, the people. Who, that she represents, and they will have the say if what she says or believes is too extreme or silly for them i do agree that the proper remedy should be election as opposed to nancy pelosi doesn't like you so you can't sit on the energy committee or something like that yeah Hmm. um incrediboy sorry were you i'm all done yeah okay i can't watch live did blonde watch the national spelling beast get no i forgot i'm sorry Uh, also matt been watching your old 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 vids and love the old relationship ones you made old relationship videos uh, things came up from time to time. I don't know. I used to make videos just talking about general life topics. Sometimes I'm sure there's one or two in there. 
uh, but it's hard for me to remember. And again, I just wish Susan would recommend a video from, I don't know, today, last week, instead of five, six years ago when I was trying to figure out things in life that uh, I hope yeah. I have more figured out now. I don't know. I mean, my interviews are killing it. Like the kinds of views I was getting in the old days. Good. And I, I, I think people, I think there's good positive feedback on that. I think people are enjoying them. So. Yeah. It's shocking though. I thought they for sure that I'd be memory hold by now. I I wonder why I'm not. Am I a fed? Would (laughs) I know if I were a fed? Are your interviews fed posts? Are they? Yeah. I don't know. Josh and Jesus is just wondering where I am in line. I'm sorry, Josh, we randomize. So that's, isn't that an impossible question to answer? I wouldn't be able to answer it in any kind of timely fashion. But yeah, just to clarify in the process. So all the names go in the roll call. We randomize the roll call and put it back in. So if you want to see where you are, and this goes for any caller, the list of the uh, of the order of the callers is in the Discord uh roll call server while we're while we're running the calls. So you can reference it there. So if you're at the very bottom, that's a kind of a tell for you. You probably won't make it in tonight, but if you're at the top, you probably will. And if you're in the middle, 50% shot. Um, eyes that watch say, oh, I read that one. Um, Elijah Wart, Wartgau. Wartgau. Uh, the, the one week I get in the show, I get distracted by my idiot professor demanding participation in class, but not looking at the chat. Uh, I hate <laughs> people that aren't in the waiting room. My bad guys. I'm oh, sorry about that. We're having, I, I, I should have, uh, I should have circled back for you. Oh, he's um, biggie big balls. That yeah, is a good one. That was my mistake. I'm sorry about that. Um, but perhaps we will catch you next time, man. And, uh, it's good to pay attention in school. Even if your professor's a commie, get through it. Earl Turner, today's Americans are too slavish to reject the state's guardianship. Those least apt to assume responsibility are also those with the most melon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the most melons, Susan. Melons. They, they're, big old melons. They're watermelon merchants. <laughs> I mean, cantaloupe. <laughs> Was that an accident? Uh, 50%? I don't know. It was kind Fried of a chicken. joke that fell into itself. Oh, oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> Bobby Collins. Speaking of Bill Whittle, he started another segment called The Virtue Signal with Alfonso Rachel. Check oh, it out if you cool. were interested. Did I say that right? Is it is it Rachel? That doesn't. That is how it's spelled. Hmm. Uh, check it out if you're interested. All right, lots of lots of love for Bill Whittle. Nobody says. Um, with our 127, why even try to support the legal system? Uh, I I guess I don't know the reference. Our 127 meaning what? Or eight? No, HR 127. This is the oh. gun. This is the gun rights bill, right? Yeah. Or the gun control bill. Um. This is House Judiciary Committee. Uh, oh, yeah, this is uh, Sheila Jackson Lee's bill in the House. I think this is the same bill earlier. Yeah, the uh, Firearm Licensing and Registration Act. So, you know, the shit on the Second Amendment Act. Um, Sorry, what was the what was the question about it? Why even try to support the legal system? Uh, yeah, I hear you. Well because let's keep in mind what is this right now an introduced bill from a crazy lady the likelihood of passing in the house even in nancy pelosi's house probably minimal the likelihood of getting through the senate even less the likelihood of actually being enforced and surviving constitutional scrutiny through the court system even less so i wouldn't take the fact that some crazy person introduces a crazy bill as an indictment on the system if it passes all the way through and they start kicking down your door beto himself 
then we'll we'll have some questions. But I, I don't want to get too far ahead on that one. Um, Buddha 56, uh, day three of 3d printing. My fourth Glock frame is looking much nicer than the first three piles of sheet. I got more updates to come. Yeah. Keep us updated. I well, uh, wonder if this is something I should buy. Long dong. John says, think about it this way. Marjorie Taylor green is one of the most pro gun congressmen and certainly the most po- pro gun congresswoman in living memory. I don't like the way that sounds. Congresswoman. But that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'll take I'll take her views on that front for sure. Laurel just demonetized in the past few days. Me, Pleb Media, and the Epic Times. What they got, Laurel? Man, well, welcome, Laurel. Uh, well, no, but but Laurel can't. I assume that means Laurel can't take super chats on her streams. She cannot. Neither can I. Yeah, and they haven't they haven't demonetized me somehow remarkable yeah super chats are still alive i mean obviously laurel is is sending one um wow that i'm that's horseshit i'm sorry laurel (sighs) laurel's a pretty fair-minded person i'm surprised to hear well i'm not surprised i guess i guess i'm just I, i the only thing that's surprising or baffling to me is who gets demonetized when and why because i've seen people who say things who never say anything close to as some of the close to the things that are said on the show on a frequent basis and yet Nobody behind the scenes at YouTube wants to hit the demonetization button on this particular channel. I get demonetized by default, but I at least have the opportunity to appeal and they've never turned off Super Chat. Never, ever has that ever happened. That's crazy. You know, I bet that the same person is assigned to manually review our streams and he thinks we're funny. Well, I don't know. But even that, like I said, we get demonetized for making like the mildest tranny joke of all time. But then uh, we'll talk about heads on pikes and that's just fine. So there's no logic to it. Francis Chartrand says Canada is imprisoning Canadians returning from travel. Now everyone stay vigilant. The world is not free unless we fight to keep it that way. Mm. I guess nobody can, there is no free movement anymore. I'm um, Harv Prentice. You can tell the Democrats are back in charge because people involved in events are suiciding themselves for no reason. Yeah. Uh, who oh, I missed who, who? These police, I presume. Oh, maybe the, maybe those uh, police officers. Yeah. Uh, Ovid, um, all the beauty and beta changes making me reflect. I imagine there are people who get confused when blonde says skag and J fry. Kevin F Matt is finally taking suggestions on how to run the show. Um, I, I do still call you skag. That's his old name. I got a lot of mats in my life, so it's just easier. Yeah. Um, blonde, do you still hate short men? I have never said I hated short men. I don't see. Look how men. soft shoes become. Uh, no, it's this not. It's point. not their fault. And short men, it's t- it's a tough, it's a tough game because you have to be really masculine or really rich. It's just so hyper competitive for women these days, or for men these days. Hmm. Um, it's awesome for women. Uh, Ralph DeLong, a big donation. Uh, Ovid could be the the show historian at this point. Yeah, for real. Matt thinks he had trouble finding women. I live in Alaska where men don't lose their girlfriends; they just lose their turns. On the other hand, women will often reply to this with Alaska. Where the odds are good, but the goods are odd. That's <laughs> funny. You would think it'd be a good place. We to love you. You're very special. Women. Thank you for the uh, the support for the channel. Um, finding women in Alaska, I imagine that's got to be tough, unless you live in the major city, which is not a big city. Anchorage. Um, I was just talking about this the other night. Anchorage is bigger than you think. Is it? How, what, what was, what's your guess on the population of Anchorage? Uh, hundred fifty thousand. Three hundred. Okay. 
So, well, that's twice the size of any city in Montana. Okay. All right. So not impossible, but, you know, if you're doing some odd job way out there in the middle of the wilderness, much rougher. Yeah. Don't lose faith, though. You know, it's, you always got a chance if you keep uh, if you keep the faith and you keep trying. All it ta- As we were saying when I was, you know, when I was uh, struggling and down in the dumps about some of this stuff, you... All it takes is one. You you have to succeed one time, then you're done. Yep. So it'll happen. Logan, if you're tall, uh, Logan Orr says, <laughs> I'm bored. Anyone want to meet up and fight? If we had a fight club meetup group, I would not be mad about that. That's an interesting moral question, too. Should mutual combat be legal? Is that moral to do? Should you, Should two men be able to agree to fight to the death if they want to? Or duel, yeah. for that matter? Yes. I kind of, if your conception of morality is strictly that you are the sole owner of your your body and your person, and you can end it at any time and be totally morally square, how yes. can you not do that? But you can legally give someone AIDS in California. <laughs> yeah, good question. Okay, whatever. but if your conception of morality is that you as a human being have a purpose to fulfill beyond yourself, um, then you know effectively killing yourself in a by losing a, a combat to the death is is maybe immoral i suppose well, people don't have to fight to the death i mean yeah. i know some people that got beat up on and then it has like really improved them hmm. I, I know it's gone the other, the other way too <laughs> i would consider that as a like i would consider that question as a morality to self as opposed to a morality to others so i would be inclined to say those things should be legal because i don't think the state should actually be policing morality to self I think the state yeah. can only police the violation of other people's rights. And I don't yeah. think that anyone's rights are violated if two people mutually consent to fight to the death. I think it may be immoral behavior to each individual by himself. If that makes sense. Or toward himself, immoral behavior toward itself on the part of each individual. But I don't yeah. think that should be illegalized. There's all sorts of immoral behavior you can do to yourself that is legal and should be. Um, eyes that watch 69. I've thanks and big love. Chairman John Johnson wasn't a typo. Mm. It was a joke about the him impressioning us like the Maoists. Okay. Oh, okay. I think we have a non-English speaker on our hands. Maybe. Well, he says he's from the UK. What does that mean these days? (laughs) Fair enough. That means he's, uh, that means he's Asian. What do they call the Pakistanis? Asians? He's an Asian Pakistani. Yeah, really. I get it, what they this, mean. This is but, what it literally says. Like, okay, it yeah. says Johnson wasn't a typo. It was a joke about the him impressioning us like yeah, the Maoists. About him know. making an impression of the Maoists? Is that. I don't know. I'm lost. I hate to rip one. on somebody that just gave us money. I just. Uh, you make me sound like I'm dumber than I actually am. <laughs> Maybe that's the joke. Yeah, maybe it is. Uh, Josh and Jesus, you've got to be kidding me. Sorry, Josh. We do randomize. I apologize. Long Don John says, uh, the guy has a situation backwards. The government wants big tech to pay the Australian mainstream media for their news. And as a result, Google is considering withdrawal from Australia. That'd be interesting. Okay. How would they even maneuver that? I don't know. I'd have to learn more specific about that. More specifics. 
Um, Thunderstorm says, rich people use ground up foreskin on their faces. Rumor has it some rich people actually eat them, especially if the baby has blue eyes, spooky stuff. I, I huh. was aware that they have foreskin under eye cream. Uh, let me reload. Um, Barry Dwarak asks, hey, blonde, have you actually seen Black Pigeon? Like IRL, no, but have I seen what he looks like? Yes. Wow. I assume you're not at liberty to describe. No, I mean, he's he's a good looking guy. Hmm. That's all I'll say. Um, Reality Lobster, I want to share your show with people on some new consecutive forums. Conservative forums, maybe? That I don't must know. be what she meant or he meant. She? Yeah. Um, I joined, but I fear the secret Marxist forums will get you shut down. Do you want me to share and, and risk the ban? Um, yeah, go nuts. I mean, if we're not shut down at this point, I've... Any share is always appreciated. I, I wouldn't, if you feel like you're putting yourself at risk by sharing it, I would do, do what you think is, uh, in your best judgment, but anybody who's sharing our show with anybody, friends, family, randos in the forum, that's hugely helpful because Susan is not going to recommend it except for the episode we made 240 some ago, the first one that was ever made. So we rely a hundred percent on people sharing it between each other to get any new eyes or ears on this show. So always appreciated. Thank you. Yep. Uh, we're good. Okay. Well, we will call it a, uh, a show then tonight. Appreciate it, guys. It was fun as always. And we will be back on Sunday. Don't forget, after the Super Bowl. So I expect it will be roughly an hour later than scheduled. Um, we'll have um, Matt Palumbo from BonginoReport.com. He's got a new book out about bill de blasio and andrew cuomo and their mishandling of coronavirus we'll talk to him for a minute and we'll catch up on all the rest of the week's news um i don't know maybe the aoc story will be dead by then but i hope not because i want to talk about it a little bit more and the parlor ceo got fired today did you hear that parlor might be one long drive dead forever see ya